describe myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back. Happy Thursday, January the 5th. True Withers Show with True Withers. I'm your host, True Withers. Thank everybody for joining us. Thank everybody for giving us a thumbs up on the YouTube, subscribing so you can join us in chat, five-star review wherever you are hearing us. We've got more quad box action, I fear. Actually. But the boys are in the house. Oh, psych. Uh -huh. Got bad news. Uh-oh. Suckers bought it. Jim's uh, Jim's uh, mic. I mean, Jim's uh, webcam. His his computer. It's saying he's got no webcam on it, and he's mm -hmm. it's built into the computer. So the computer clearly <laughs> said it wasn't. So, so something's uh, going on here, chat. Something's going I, on. I exist. I'm here. They just they refuse to to see me. They refuse to. I, I, I kind of like this version of Jam better. <laughs> Discombobulated Jam. Disembodied Jam. Yeah. I yeah, cannot fight the Kirk Cousins allegations. I had to get. I destroyed my camera. Well, that's bad news. I was listening to the Kirk Cousins podcast last night. And I got to say, you sound just like Kirk Cousins too, Jam. Dead ringer form, and you also uh, sound like him. But uh, Scoob's in the house. How are we feeling, Scoob? Feeling good. Uh, I saw right before the stream. Apparently, there's some. They're going to war against the cartel in Mexico. They arrested El Chapo's son. So. Keeping my eyes on that. It'll probably be fine, right? I, the clips I saw were crazy. Like, the middle of the night, just a helicopter just shooting down at the compound. Like, wow. Calm like, resting of Chapo Dose. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chapo Part 1, he's a pretty reasonable guy. You know what I mean? So I could probably take this lying down. Uh, and Chapo Jr., if you need refuge, we offer you refuge. I feel like we on the side of Chapo or not on Chapo's side. I, I I think as a show we're on Chapo's side. You already got arrested, um, so <laughs> Yeah, that's never happened. Um <laughs> The McMahon's in the house. How are we feeling, McMahon? I know of many uh empty safe houses in Pine Bluffs, Arkansas, if the, the Chapos want to set up shop. Um but I'm good. I I I feel like I'm batting left-handed today. Um, I had my first PB&J career with where the J was strawberry. Oh, wow. First one. You've got how long? No strawberry ever? You just did grape? Yeah, ever? I'm a grape guy. I mean, I'm you a grape a, guy too, but... You find on. a pitch that works? I think when I was real young... Uh, a different parent, not my own, slid me an apricot, and yeah. I was out. I was like, I'm sticking with Jape. Oh, Jape. Grape. I'm not going. Jape I'm Grant. not going elsewhere. Uh. Yeah, I'm not going elsewhere. And so uh, it's the top of the year. I've never done like a January 1st, let me get my life together. I usually try and start at other times since this is when everyone else is doing it. Um, but when I'm March when I am resolutions, <laughs> when I am eating better, there's usually a PBJ in the middle of the day just to stretch it out. It's a good source of uh, protein. It's not that bad for you. And I was just like, if I'm going to be speed running PBJs for the foreseeable future, I need to figure out a, a way to mix it up every now and then. So I I got a jar of straw and at I was I was nervous, but it was delightful, oh, no. truly delightful. I tell you that I'm, I'm I I too am grape uh, to the core, 
But every once in a while, the strawberry jam, just mixing it in, the, like it, it, it gives you legs on both sides. You'll eat off strawberry for a month. You'll eat off grape. Uh, that was me at Waffle House the first time I tried the mixed jelly package. Uh, I, I, I see your face, Scoob. They've got one for grape. There's one for strawberry. And again, I was always grape or strawberry. They've got mixed. It's just every fruit ever is on the cu- on the package of the jelly. And goddamn, it is delicious. That's just it is. I need that sold as a jar. only from Waffle. I only want the Waffle House mixed fruit jam. That just reminded me of the guy I saw yesterday who was stealing Valor in the Waffle House. It got called out. Oh, uh, hey, you had that video, man. That was a tough scene. This yeah, post to yeah. Veterans Day. Let me scroll um, and find it because I didn't bookmark it. I only retweeted it. So give me a sec. I'll find it. Yeah, it's a tough scene. Did, did you see that, Coley? I did not, no. Oh, boy. It's a guy. He's in uh, He's in fatigues and boots that would look just fine, like if somebody was walking by on the street. But sitting down in there, a real Marine went in there and was immediately like, those are not real fatigues. <laughs> and the guy, the guy was just kind of like trying to stall him out. He's like, eh, I'm not bothering anybody. He was like, man, you got an ear, you got on earrings. You're not supposed to have on earrings. You know that. And the guy just immediately starts taking his earrings out. Uh, he gets the staff in on it, and Lucas Waffle House is mid. That's simply untrue. Uh, yeah, come on, Lou. Did did they delete the tweet? I can't, I can't find it. It's not even on my timeline anymore. Oh, he it, was trying to get the military discount. Ten percent. <laughs> Ten percent. He got t- Chris has seen. It. He's also got like uh, butter Tim's on, not like the big tall military gray boots. Um, I too was surprised when I found that they did not wear Clark Wallabies. Found uh, <laughs> military grade yetas. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, your your military grade beef and brats. Um, you say you got to school. Yep. 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 Pulling it up. Also, again, for ten percent off, man. For ten percent off, uh, yeah, it was stolen valor. It's, it's nasty all around. Hey, bro, we all talked about that. You gonna keep the same lie, bro? Gonna keep on the same lie? What they owe you, bro? What they owe you, bro? Thirteen fifty. No, don't, don't get no change. Ten percent off, thirteen. That's a dollar thirty, yeah, dog. Wow, exactly, mom. I knew something was off by this uniform. You know what I'm saying? I knew something was off by the uniform. I knew something was off by the uniform. I knew it. He talking about <laughs> it, it, it ain't it better every day. <laughs> this has to be your oh, worst fear, man. On. We got on. There you beard. go. He's like, ah, shit. Yeah, Full beard. <laughs> you believe this clown? That's a clown. <laughs> Bro. Hey, that's Lieutenant Clown, man. Come on. <laughs> For me to be absurd, man, I feel real bad, bro. Bro, can you chill, bro? I feel real bad. Bro, can you chill, though? You must hear what I said. Get off my back, please, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't trying to embarrass me in front of these people, bro. bro. You embarrass yourself, bro. You embarrass yourself, and you you embarrass the branch of military. No, you embarrass me in front of this young lady. I will expose you, bro. Believe that. You you will be exposed president today. Not only will us three know, you gonna know. He had ideas, man. (laughs) This has never crossed his mind. (laughs) That that might be my favorite part of the video. When he turns around and goes, my man right here. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's just like, me? Um, (laughs) 
Who ain't gonna? I am. It's down bad. Now Sarge is asking uh, I mean, he, <laughs> the Waffle House employees to put the cam the mean cameraman out. What's the dog texting? Washington, D.C. Lincoln <laughs> Mo uh, Monument. Uh, <laughs> Look at the Rough Riders uh, insignia stamped on it. A giant X. Uh, <laughs> You want us to call the police on the actual troop? That's what you want? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I've been one of the, one of the police presence. And that, it's the Waffle House employee. You got to be afraid of them more than the police. You should have just, you should just ate your waffle and left, man. Paid your little $13. He did it for 10% off, man. Stolen valor. He's lucky the employee didn't grab the pan and just dunk right on the head. I'm surprised. Him going there, ma'am, can you please? Ma'am. Hello, ma'am. Can you please call the police on this man who's, he's making me feel bad about lying about being in the military. I prefer he doesn't. Um, the, the, the best part is the, the camos don't match. The top camo and the bottom camo, completely different camos. And also, again, I don't know if you, like a full shot with the boots when he was further back. Those are not standard issue. Nice. You. See if we get you don't get those at Fort Benning. Um, there it is. There it is. Hey, come on, man. The things are yellow. I think I have a pair of those. Yeah. Him just immediately be like, "Oh shit, I did forget to take out my earrings before I scam. Try to scam Waffle House out of a dollar and thirty-seven cents." Yeah, let me <laughs> shake my head bald. Um, there are some outrageous rules when you're in uniform, like. You can't eat and walk if you're in uniform. You can't talk on the phone and walk if you're in uniform. Like you have to stand still. I was with my brother-in-law. We were at like a uh, Waffle House. Strip is this mall. for all yeah, uniforms? No. Is this just uniforms in general or Waffle House specifically? No, we got military oh. uh, disembodied jam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are rules and regulations for Waffle House uniform. Uh, <laughs> the we were at a strip mall and he just. Like was eating grapes and he had to stop to eat them. I was like, "This is I'm not, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Like you can walk. Like I promise you'll be okay." Nah, they would have known. Wouldn't. He refused. That's well, like the type of thing you can just blame on. Like, oh no, military code says I can't do this, and you, that's like a built-in excuse for anything you don't want to do. I thought that was. I thought there's a whole reason people had kids for real. <laughs> You'd be like, man, I can't do that, man. I don't. You know what I'm saying? The kid is, you, you, you know. Um, but no, yeah, somebody said those, the Birdman lugs he got on, those are not, you don't get those at Fort Knox, man. I know for a fact. Uh, wait, so, uh, disembodied jam, how, how you feeling? I'm very confused. Uh, I am personally really just trying to figure out what's going on with this old uh, camera thing. That's what I get for restarting my computer. Normally I just plug it, leave it plugged in. Um, but other than that, I'm doing fine. Um, reading a good book about Thurgood Marshall, you know, having a, having a good time. Like, like a biography book? Like... Yeah, biography about his time in the Supreme Court. Uh, people don't talk about that. He's Supreme Court Justice. No, they... <laughs> anytime I hear about Marshall, it's all about his, his years as the heavyweight champ, his years with the Dodgers. Um, and never enough about that, but, uh, listen, heavyweight champ. School. What's this Jake Paul business? Is he? 
Oh boy. Oh boy. He's switching he's switching rings. Don't get me started on No, start. So Jake Paul's signing with the PFL, uh the Professional Fighters League. Uh they they claim they're the number 2 um MMA organization to UFC. Uh, I don't buy that, but uh if they're not two, where where are they? Like, are they top five? They're or are top they... five, but okay. No one's no one's paying for PFL. Let's be real. No one's paying for mm. PFL. But um, yeah. So he's signing with PFL. Um, he's he's doing some kind of like I. It's it's a pay per view super fights division. So it's going to be only pay per view, and that that that. That title just sounds to me like, okay, on one side, we're going to have like influencers or big names. And on the other side, we're going to have like a sunglasses hut employee. Like that's that's <laughs> all it feels like it's going to be. And then normally who he fights, though, they just used to have a little uh, UFC experience. He, he's he's fought he's he's fought real fighters. I feel like he's just going to get on some. It's just they're just gonna feed him softballs. PFL's doing tons of shady stuff lately. That's a very, very shady organization. Is it shadier? Is it shadier than UFC? I mean, so they just they just had a guy Kevin Lee who signed with them. I believe he signed with them, but originally they lowballed him an offer with his old management team. And then they had the dominance MMA guy, Ali, who we've talked about multiple times on this show, being an FBI informant and all that. Um, they had him go to him and say, well, I got I got a double the offer. I got doubled the offer from PFL. Well, you just got to sign with my brand now. And then PFL and dominance have it all. They have like a link together where they just give them softball fights they, dominance gets a huge cut of the fighters money so it's very very shady very shady business again is that uh it sounds like ufc's level of similar level of shade is what i heard they would they'd be like i will pay you less and then someone else will come over and be like we'll pay you even less than that that's how ufc yeah. does it <laughs> and dana white comes and says we'll pay you absolutely nothing done <laughs> <laughs> I like you right here, right now. Put the shit on the shoulder. <laughs> I, I think like the, people are gonna watch this though, right? Just like Jake Paul does numbers, right? He gets eyes. They, they, they'll probably watch. I mean, I'm gonna watch. I'm just not gonna pay for it. I'm not gonna give him money. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 Ali's been in trouble for that before. Like people are being nonchalant about that. He was like banned or kicked out of the World Series of Fighters for doing that exact thing. So he's on thin ice once again. I don't know. It feels like all these guys are on thick. They just go to a more and more shady league. It's the thickest ice I've ever seen, man. <laughs> a lot of money laundering going on. A lot of money laundering. That's fighting. That's the history yeah, that's... Of, of fighting. This this feels like the most on the level, uh, and you know more, way more than I do. But just hearing about it, this feels like maybe the most upfront fighting league I've heard of. Maybe ever. Yeah. We are on the take. Yes, 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 yes. See, see, see the thing. The thing about it is they 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 like to act like they're very 
pro fighter and that's very shady that that makes it even more shady to me if you're, i agree with that if you're constantly if you're showing up to the meetings and you're wearing like a shirt that says we only care about our fighters we don't care about making money whatsoever like <laughs> i don't trust that great answer um it, it, it seems like it's going to be a short flash in the pan. Try to, like, jab Dana White in the side and make him hurt and see what happens. But I don't think it's going to last. I mean, he feels like they're almost they're doing this to get ultimately bought by UFC. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like get on the radar, enough, right? Like the AB, let's cause enough of a stink where it's like, oh, you might actually view us as a legitimate threat. So you offer us a crazy amount of money. Us four, I believe it's only four people on the board. Uh, I watched yeah, Jake, Logan, Jake. Ryan, and uh, Paul Paul. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, wouldn't that be Vince McMahon, though? No one else does. What yeah, I mean, I just said essentially, wouldn't that like the Vince McMahon? Any type of wrestling, like regional wrestling league that got any kind of traction, is like we'll just buy you. Mm-hmm. Like you're, if you're do, if you get up to this point, you're doing something right, and if not, we'll buy you and squash you. Uh, so to what Colo was saying, it seems like yeah, the the point of this is not to compete with the UFC; it's to be bought out by the UFC or or someone. But UFC would probably be the best. And if Jake Paul's doing this and getting eyes, and it's like a thing where we have to, we have to listen at least, unless he's fighting, like you said, sunglass hut employees. But well, it, it's going to be interesting because he did in the video he did directly challenge. I think it was Nate Diaz, or maybe it was yeah, it was Nate Diaz. He he challenged him to a two fight deal. He said PFL is offering the deal. We'll do one boxing match, and then we do one MMA match in the PFL cage. So. He, 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 he's not, he doesn't, the sunglass employee, like, thing, like, that's just a little joke. He's not really ducking competition. Like, he could literally be fighting, like, me and you if, if he wanted to. Like, he is fighting guys with some pedigree. They're just old guys, but now he says he's done with the old guys. He says he's beat up enough old guys. He wants, he wants younger guys. Uh, Diaz isn't really that. (laughs) I was, I was gonna say, say I yeah, know, <laughs> I know that name. He can't be no spring chicken, man. Uh. Yeah, I think, I think, I think he just didn't want to fight Donald Cerrone because Cerrone said, "Well, I'll fight you," and he was like, "I'm done beating up guys like you." So <laughs> we'll hmm. see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe in any of these leagues. Really, they're all just like money laundering fronts. I think every. The more I learn, I think every single sport. It's either money laundering or sports washing. Yeah. yeah. It, those are the two options. Nobody's like, yeah, you know what? You know what I really want to bring football to the Denver metropolitan area. It's like, nah, man, I got to <laughs> I have to watch several billion dollars of dirty, dirty Walmart money. Filthy, <laughs> filthy Walmart money. Mm. It makes me sick. Uh, now, you know what doesn't make me sick? It makes me intrigued. I want to hear about this Talk fat about man's it. club. Oh, dude, the Fat Man's <laughs> Club. I didn't even... Ooh-wee. These boys. TWS. Uh, the Fat Man's Club of New York, 1904. Members had to be at least 200 pounds. Jack. <laughs> pay a dollar fee. Got that. Rudman. Uh, and learn a <laughs> secret handshake and password. Password's fat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you see, you, t- you do the Tati shake. Uh, it, 
Yeah, Bigums. And then you go inside. Like, look at these boys. Got it all on. You saw you oh, yeah. a lot of fabric here. Um, Dude, so much. This is why the Great Depression happened. They ran out of fabric for these boys. I was just saying, <laughs> the tailor would just chase the fat man. Boys, I beg of you, let, <laughs> let me suit and boot thee. Um, Fun fact, this guy's tailor, his son, works directly with Michael Jordan. Wow. Mm. I, which one? All of them. All of these guys, Taylor's work directly uh, with George. Now, what what's tan suit like? Is he the leader? Light suit? Everybody else has got the, got got the dark memo, but uh, Boss Hog here is uh, that could be his first day. Him. Like that's a, he hasn't been initiated into the the black suit gang, you know? Like initiation. Black. Yeah, he got <laughs> he got to get jumped in. He got to. I don't even know what was the edible challenge back then. What did you eat? 10 of in 19 what were there 10 of in 1904 and able to be eaten you gotta eat a whole cow like end to end you gotta eat every cut of it <laughs> that's they showed him the cat right there he said that one <laughs> that won't be a problem um 195 last week he just got up to 201 <laughs> yeah how tall are these guys man 200 pounds is not what it used to be you know what i mean I mean, you can judge by the photo here. The, this guy right here, this guy is a tank, front mm. and center. He looks like he's at least six foot. It's an old pick, though, man. We find out this guy's 5'7", 201. He was the best right guard of all time. Uh, <laughs> he just stand, like surrounded by other chunky boys. Oh, look Do you at think they kept a scale at the front door, like coat check, and you got to step on like... <laughs> Like you've oh, been of exercising a lot recently. You're 199. Get the fuck out. Yeah, skinny. Uh, <laughs> the fat. Like, where did they meet? What was the? Like, you just see a fat guy out in a suit, but if he didn't know the handshake, he not gang man. Oh, there's an article. What do we have here? Yeah, what exactly. Gonna... Do you do in a fat club? Uh, hold on, hold on. We got to get the whole scoop here. Oh wow. When did they start? The first Fat Men's Club to form was the Fat Men's Association of New York City in 1869. It was just so many big ass dudes in Brooklyn. They was like, man, we we gotta get together. It's not like we gotta let's cooperate, man. We uh, acceptance of the organization represented status and pride for the participants, and the concept grew tremendously. In the years to follow, the likeness of such a club spread to countries far from the United States, branching to places like France and Germany. The clubs provided an excellent way to network, mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. off their weight, and most importantly, eat a ton of great food. The prideful members are remembered saying, <laughs> we're fat and we're making the most of it. We're still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on that chant. Uh, they wore their weight like a medal of honor. With all the body positivity movements going on in the world, in this uh, political climate, I can say they were before their time. But what exactly do you do in a fat club? Wait a minute. The less cent, the hundred kilos? That's the fat mob. <laughs> That's scary. That's the fat mom. <laughs> the, the, see, the French took it too far. There, they took it too far. They started. They started buying guns with it. That's too much. <laughs> you mean the French ruined something? Uh, membership to the club provided fun events that the participants could enter. A very popular one was weigh-in competitions. There you go, Mick. Uh, right at the door. Right where you walk in. 
<laughs> All the men would line up and weigh themselves one after the other. This was a chance to put size to the test, and the largest man would go home with a prize. Oh, what do you think the prize was? A large ham hock, for sure. Full pig, live. You can do what you will with it. Uh, many of these were open to the public. People from far and wide gathered to see which plump man was going to win gold. The organizations also planned other picnic excursions, a ball, a clam bake, and other wealthy events like clam bakes. Look at these boys. The 28 Yankees. Dude, this guy's was, so short. What? What's the What's the jersey say? Fat men, muse association. No, fat men amusement. Fat men's amusement. Wait, are these are these guys under two hundred pounds that they make play for their amusement? There's no way those two guys on the right are <laughs> under two hundred. <laughs> There's no way uh, Pee Wee up front is over 200 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. Those look like some dense legs. Dude, I don't know. I think this guy's just under, and they, like, laugh at him because he can't get there, you know? <laughs> that guy's just under four, Bill. Um, they, they, they put him behind cages, man. This ain't a ball field. This is a coop. Look at, look at, look at those fast old running around out there. Yeah. Uh, Free-range tubbies. Yeah. <laughs> Just going around like veal, just scratching and pecking our animals. What else does the article say? Could you be in a fat man's club? Um, sure could. <laughs> yeah, I had to weigh 200 pounds. That required a mandatory weight check before the activity. That's right. Remember, I had to meet the minimum weight, or he would have to pay a fine, or even sit out of the fund completely. Another necessary step, they had to pay a fee. Usually it was a small fee, like that of the New York Fat Men's Club of $1. This is pretty shocking because they were known to host, high mem host members of high status and wealth. But the clubs were formed in a time where food was not a 100% guarantee. And jobs were scarce. Mind you, this is 25 years before the Great Depression. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, being 200 pounds meant you had steady form of income and meals. Depicting prosperity, even with a minimal fee. The last criteria was the, uh, that the men needed to memorize a secret handshake and password. Without a phone, I do not think I could remember this. But when the rewards are so grand, who knows? Maybe I could. Without a phone, you could remember two fucking things. You could remember what's a phone gonna help you with a handshake? What do you right. read? Read the steps. Uh, Look at any sports game hand. currently going um, out. Like there are some college football teams where there's like a. a uh, a gunner on special teams has a special handshake with every different person on the team and the college rosters are like what 125 deep like you can remember a fucking handshake and what do you think the password was like oink oink like there couldn't have been that difficult <laughs> listen every like every either beginning of school or end of school we see one teacher has a different handshake with all 746 students right. in the entire school uh, and they're like oh I just oh, two steps handshake and a password Mm. That's got to be in the Lazy Dum Dum Club, not the, the Fat Club. <laughs> lazy Slim Pickens Club. Uh, <laughs> fat Women Clubs were also in action. Kind of sent a jab out here in this one. However, they were not very popular. Uh, one well-known women's club had a similar criteria, and their average weight came to a staggering 236. 
Most popular weight clubs in America remain ones that featured weight loss and did not encourage weight gain. So the ladies got in on it and they said, man, this has got to go. The decline of our overweight band of brothers. It started to decline in popularity at the start of the 1920s. Yeah. The beginning of the famous Roaring Twenties, obesity became a bigger problem and food was more readily available. So that means everybody could get fat? It wasn't as exclusive? It wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Every, everybody's fat now. Uh, waistlines began to decrease alongside the membership numbers in the Fat Men's Club. I, I think that's why everybody lost weight in the 1920s. Mm -hmm. Food was too available. Um, yada, yada, yada. Is it, is it more pictures of the boys? <laughs> oh yes. yeah it is yeah, there is <laughs> <laughs> this what is, is that this is back when cameras like he had to sit like this for like 10 minutes because it took cameras that long to take a picture so he said yeah. man i'd like to just eat it's cold now <laughs> no i know i've almost got it i've almost got it i've almost got it um it's a potato hole no that's a russet man that ain't like a little <laughs> A little mincy potato. Um, who are these big boys? There he is. Oh, the Fat Men's <laughs> Club annual outing on video. They got it all, man. They sure do. Do no 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 I thought it was going to fire. Honestly, I thought it was hey, going was that, was that with the Benz? <laughs> Give me the front of that uh, trolley car. Was that the? Was that a Benz trolley? Oh yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. Hello, hello, pores. Hello, skinnies. Hello. <laughs> Olive oil. Hello. Oh, look at these boys. Look at them. They're just pulling the train with their massive girth. Look at them. They're walking. They're waddling. A lot of them are waddling. Come on, yeah. Wow. They're just pushing this train of overweight men. That's how you got your workout in. Let me help you down, fatty. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Oh, that's a large boy. Oh, this is the 100 Cent Kings here. Or whatever they were called. Uh, kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 100 oh. Cent Kings is a fire name, though. It's so fire. <laughs> <laughs> the 100 Cent Kings. Uh, we'll eat all this food. Yes. That is the biggest body bends, without question. <laughs> the Z class, I, they look—they kind of spry, man. They hopping on that train with some. Uh... Yeah, they don't look that fat to me. Well, I, again, it's, we got to remember the time period. All uh, these people yeah. are thirteen years old, <laughs> <laughs> and had just returned from war. So, <laughs> uh, this really. Yeah, you just go out downtown because it's like, where was they going to go? They were going to go to the bar and watch the game? Sports wasn't invented. What were you going to do with the boys by then? They, it did seem like a great time to just kick it with the fellas. Like, <laughs> of all the eras, like, two, before this, you didn't trust fucking anybody. Like, you were still living in the Hudson shit up until, like, 1901. So, yeah, this is the first time people had, like, homes and, and some sort of uh, plumbing. Yeah, this seemed like a... Uh, uh, An immaculate time to be just kicking it with your your fat fellas, the biggest birds. Uh, <laughs> look at that horse in front, man. He about to stretch his arms out like DiCaprio. Uh, I like these guys, man. I like those guys. Uh, 
What else do we have news wise? Scoop, y'all had a was it a fire at the dairy farm? No, oh, yes, yes, there was a fire at the fire at the dairy farm, and what the <laughs> the butter filled the canal. Yeah, it did. What a transition. <laughs> <laughs> How can I get from these big ass boys to uh, <laughs> a fire sends butter spewing into a central Wisconsin dairy plant? Is this is that like a holiday in Wisconsin? That feels like a hot like one of those. Uh, we used to get the third Monday off every time the butter. <laughs> oh, the third street. <laughs> yeah, the third street ravine filled with butter. Or is it a day of mourning, losing the goods? I mean, mm. that's how I, I would... town smell like butter, though. That is true. That is true. Gee, I, that's one of those like, what? What do you even do when you get the call? They're like, what's on fi- the the dairy farm? The butter canals filled. It. It's like, what, what? What am I supposed to do with this information, man? I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, oh, here it is. Here's pictures. Oh, I know it smelled wild in there for real. Uh, Burnt milk. There. It's the best we can do. It says the fire yeah. reportedly started in a room where butter was being stored. As the butter was heated, it started to flow throughout the building, which increased the heat of the fire. We found out uh, butter is terrible when set on fire. It's just literal oil, just on fire. Uh, do we know? Do we know the damages? This is a lot of damages. Um, See that. It said there was runoff into the storm sewers and into the canal. Oh. Uh, oh. No injuries reported. Reported uh, investigating the cause, but uh, yeah, they got to do assess damages in the drains and waterways. It's cold out now. Just clogged butter just gonna be in the drains of the streets. Yeah, Freezed but- butter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that looks like a lot of damage there. So they're gonna the butter. Your butter price is gonna be going up, people. Three bucks. You better go buy your sticks today before they do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll break get y'all's table butter and put it on ice. Yep. And wait till uh, wait till this fixes. Uh, yeah, hazmat team for butter. I, you going out there in just your regular clothes, Brian? Shirt and, and some Crocs. The the, s- up the the smell is probably awful. Like rancid. Burning milk and then overflowing butter. What do you mean it would smell bad? <laughs> Actually, I bet the debris was delicious. <laughs> mm. What else we got? It's, uh, Jose Canseco is challenging. Uh, he, he wants a piece of. He wants a piece of Aaron Judge. I'm not sure why. For $500, Aaron Judge can do it. <laughs> I, I verified it myself. Um, it's from, was it this morning or last? I saw it this morning, but when was this? This was 2.55 a.m. today. So he was up burning the midnight oil. There it was. Uh, Aaron Judge, I am getting ready. Uh, let me see. You, you zoom in on the words there. Oh, yeah. There we go. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm getting for, <laughs> I'm getting ready for you. Let's see if you can hit a baseball as far as I can hit a softball. I doubt that very much. Let me know when you're ready. We'll do the competition for charity. And then he, he attaches a little video of himself. It looks like Conseco. It does look like him. Can't be, does he still have it? We can't be sure. 
Nah, we can call him right now. We could be sure. Uh, you think Judge wants a piece of this? We know it's like a shitty brother. Whiff. Wait, he'd strike out on three pitches if it was odd. Uh, wait, wait. None of those looked like home runs. All of those. One was a foul ball. Listen, that second one, he put, he put some stank on the second one. That one, who knows? This is the one here. He put a little dance on it. That's over yeah, the moon right wall. there. Yeah, that yeah. one's walloped. I don't know. This third one, I don't know. That one's, that one's that foul. That's killing a fan in the stands. Yeah, I, I think that one dribbled down the foul line. But this second one, he knows he got. It. He's like, oh yeah, yeah oh, he put gosh. that in the orbit. Uh, so I, what is what is Aaron Judge running from? Why won't he take this challenge? Why does he hate charity? He doesn't want to be exposed. These are all important questions. Yeah, these are all important questions. Was there any follow up to this? <laughs> From Jose it never is. It never yeah. is. <laughs> Jose Canseco's entire Twitter experience is just non-sequitur after non-sequitur. But each one individually seems so important. He think he <laughs> mean. Nope, um, that's it. <laughs> also, when was this? What do you think this footage was taken? This was Canseco how many years ago? I, I think it was last night. I like, do think right it was before last he sent night. The tweet. <laughs> Look how dark it is. It's... <laughs> It's never dark Jose Canseco is, man. This is from 1988. Mark McGuire is holding that camera. Uh, I said, is Jose okay? Has, to the extent that he's ever been. Like, this is the most normal thing Jose Canseco could post. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, Jose's doing well. He's, he's doing well. Uh, mm, what I a think life. We, what is that? Like, it's just what a life. Like, there's... There's a lot of ways you can live it, and Jose Canseco picked one of them. There's no arguing that. We might have to call him back, uh, only I imitate Aaron Judge. Draw your video. Uh, pretend to be Aaron Judge's manager. <laughs> Just uh, pretend like it. Uh, Aaron's fuming in the back. Hey, call, hey call, I got him on the phone now. Um, <laughs> I think it's too soon. He'd still recognize my voice from that uh, bowling adventure we tried to uh get him over on mm. yeah weird the last couple months oddly enough i've begun representing aaron judge uh and he actually wants to challenge canseco to some candle pin what do you say we hit the lanes <laughs> you say i mean for 500 down yeah you eight of your friends we can uh we can hang glide we can fly a plane we can blow up a bus 500 down we uh you let us know anyways all right, McMahon, it's been long enough. You're, uh, your boys had a little baseball news, did they? They sure did. Uh, very relieving baseball news. Shout out June Lee. Uh, wrong every step of the way on this. <laughs> Just tough. <laughs> <laughs> is that June Lee? Is a lot that of, like writer, reporter? It is, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it, like, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, he was like, not even, they're not even close to a deal. And that was like, what the industry was led to believe. So it's not just him that seeing him uh, made me. Made me they weren't close to a 22 year deal for $500 million. <laughs> that was, that's what he was reporting. Y'all didn't let him finish. Um, uh, a lot of people just didn't like, don't believe Heim when he speaks. He was like, listen, I'm, Xander is priority one. All the reports were they were actively negotiating with Xander up until the Padres owner did 12 lines of cocaine 
and offered him 11 years and 280 million dollars so it's like yeah xander left whoops and the rest of the offseason he rebuilt the bullpen he, he got uh, uh a big bat uh, an import from japan and then he re-signed rafael devers to i think it was like the fourth largest deal of all time uh something crazy like that uh so that's pretty good or the sixth it was sixth largest deal of all time and i'm thrilled that he's going to be here it's it's hard to describe how good rafael devers has been since he became like a regular day player on mlb network it's just like he's first in extra base hits since 2019 second in total bases and he's top 10 in everything so it's like, like, this is one of the best bats in baseball. And it also tells Red Sox fans, like, yeah, we're not going to give 31-year-olds 12-year deals. Like, a 26-year-old, yeah, we'll give him a 10-plus-year contract. Because that was, that was a question a lot of people had when Heim was brought on. Will he be able to compete with other teams who were giving out these massive deals? And last year, he answered that a little when he signed Trevor's story. He, um, that was a nine-figure deal that he had never signed before, biggest contract he had ever given out. So it was like, that's one uh, one box checked. And this offseason, he gave, again, the sixth largest deal in MLB history to a 26-year-old. Uh, 11 years, he, he'll be, I believe, 36 when the deal ends. Yeah, yeah that that seems to be... A, a smarter way of doing business now where I will still fault ownership. Cause right now there are a lot of people in Boston media who are like, see Heim picked his guy. No, he fucking didn't. Ownership woke up. Ownership was like, like he, got, he got stuck with what was left, man. Well, it wasn't even that. Like I do believe he wanted to keep Xander and he wanted to keep Devers and, they were never going to pay Mookie. They hired him specifically to trade Mookie bets. It had always been my fear. That was all he was going to be allowed to do. And then he would be canned and blamed for that. When he does, when they allow him like, to face one guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like, yeah. Um, so when, when, if, if ownership had been more focused back in spring training, Xander would still be here. Because the deal they offered him in December, if they had just offered that in March, he takes that every day. I know that for a fact. He takes that deal. When it's free agency, yeah, when it's free agency and he's literally can talk to the Padres, he can talk to the Giants, he can talk to all these other teams. Yeah, that deal looks shitty in comparison. So, of course, he's going to take the crazy deal that he knows while he's signing it. Like, this is absurd, but I don't really give a fuck about what I look like when I'm 40 years old right now. I'm, I'm going to, I know I'm going to have 280 in my back pocket. That's how I'm going to look uh, so wealthy. And a, a deal like this, 11, 331, you can't, as no GM can just sign that without the sign off from ownership. It's not the GM's money. It's ownership's money. So this was big that, that, it shows. It should show fans. Heim's competent enough to pull off a deal of this magnitude, and ownership is around again. I don't know if we can speak long term. I don't know what happened in the past, 
right now they got this deal done. They could not afford to fuck this one up too. Um, and when you look forward in the next couple off seasons, there are multiple players who fit this profile, almost scarily this profile when you talk about 26-year-olds that will hit the open market. And that's Juan Soto, who will be a 26-year-old free agent. And that's Vladdy that's Jr. Two years, though, and right? That's in two years. Yeah, it's not this next offseason. It's the one it's after the one. that. Gotcha. Um, and it's important because the Red Sox have a lot of those old Dombrowski deals coming off of the books. So it's like there's not going to be any luxury tax bullshit that they can push on us. No CBT, none of that. Like these guys will be available. Now you take this next year, two years, you have Devers, you have Bayo hopefully coming into his own. You should have Casas. You need to make it look as attractive as possible. You need to get Ortiz, who's an ambassador for the team. You need to get Pedro, who's an ambassador for the team to be like, Hey, Vladdy and Soto <laughs> come on down. Like this is when it comes to modern history, opening a big bank like that. There's no, we just did. So it's, there's no reason to you, Vladdy. Y'all ain't, ain't opened it, open it up for Xander. And now you're ready to bring in Soto and Otani and, and Roger Clemens. Not Otani. Not a, I'd no. be shocked if, yeah, he's going to break. So stop that right now. I mean, yes, they're a known uh, big bank organization. Yes, I would have signed uh, <laughs> eleven years, eleven million. Man, the extra three hundred seemed a little generous, but that's where it's the people who are jumping to give Heim a lot of credit right now. And I, I can say this because I've consistently been on Heim's side. Other people who are day to day uh, either want him dead or heralding him as a hero need to shut the fuck up <laughs> when. Dombrowski, Xander Bogarts would still be here if Dave Dombrowski didn't sign him to such a shitty fucking contract. If he didn't beg him to take a home down, hometown discount, and if Boris wasn't like, yeah, we'll take this, but we'll take an opt-out too, then he'd still be here if you just paid him fair market value. There wouldn't have been an opt-out. So if we had if we had signed Rafael Devers before the Braves signed Austin Riley, he probably would have Austin Riley's deal and for the same amount of time for all that, just at a lower price tag. So that's where it's like million yeah, owner, ownership not waking up much sooner has cost them more money and talent out the door. That's where it's frustrating because it's like, yeah, I'm happy Devers is here long term. Mm -hmm. I'm furious they handled it so poorly. And that that isn't Heim's fault. That's ownership's fault. You can't just sign $300 million people without that blessing. I don't think they're going to get Soto and Vladdy Jr. That would be absurd. I hope they do. I, they won't. But like, like you said, they if they get to market value, you're gonna have to pay that extra. So y'all gonna pay two oh, market yeah, value think, deals and the and they three, can definitely carry two because they can reset the luxury. Like the luxury tax for two years really isn't horrifying. It's once you get to that third like year, repeater. you really start. Yeah, you really start getting your nuts twisted that third year. And this off season, like the Padres. I would be shocked if the Padres carried four $300 million deals moving like for a decade. Cause right now they're already tied to Tatis and they're tied to Xander. Xander's a, a shade under 300 million combined. They make $600 million. Tatis Machado's got like an opt out, right? Is after Machado this can year, opt out yeah. this, this upcoming off season. Um, and mm. Soto is the year after that. So it's like, 
Will they? I, like, I think they're going to try and thread the needle, win this year, maybe the year after without Machado, just Soto there. Soto will probably get traded. I just don't see for that. Like, either Soto or Tatis will become available. Not this offseason, not that. next offseason. One of those two will be available. And if Machado Soto's leaves, be- does that change? Like, if Machado's just like, I'm no, out, are they like, we just keep our two guys? It. I don't yeah. think that changes it. Like they have Xander there. He will not. No one's going to trade for that. I love Xander. No one's going to want that. Ne- deal. Never say he never. Is, he is a Padre and I'm happy for him. I'm happy. He got his Monday money. He's not going anywhere. Tatis, especially how he looks uh, coming back from the steroid suspension. Someone would trade for that. Yeah. He's the biggest bird. Someone will trade for Tatis. I, that wouldn't shock me. He's so I think he's 23, like crazy young. Uh, Soto has made it quite clear. Like, I am going to free agency. Soto might get 400 million, like genuinely might get You think he takes a haircut? Oh, that's two years from now. He only <laughs> takes four. Maybe he well, likes to play falls in love. Otani's deal next year will really set the market because it's going to be interesting to see how teams approach that. Like, there are going to be some teams who just are like, A, we know we can't compete with whoever else is trying to sign him. And then B, our team's going to try and pay him as a pitcher like more? Or are they going to be like, hey, you can pitch sometimes? Like, that's going to piss them off if some teams are like, we're worried about this investment. We want to pay you this, but we don't want you to pitch as much. Like, that, it's going to be interesting to see how some teams go about that. Uh, I feel like that but team, it, you just not get no Tani. Like, if you come to him on correct. the next- Correct. Yeah, you're just not going to get him. Correct. Uh, he's going to get insulted by multiple teams who think they're like doing a smart baseball thing. That will for sure happen. Uh, but there's there's a shitload of pitchers. Like I, I was looking at the next three years of free agency last night, and there is so much pitching coming available. Like you can really set yourself up nicely through free agency and build a team that's very attractive to these other higher ticket free agents. And I think that needs to be the plan right now. I don't think this season, I'm not saying like this season's a wash by any means. I do think the Red Sox can compete so why, based on. Probably with last place again. Yeah. 50, 50 so. wins, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Nice 10 win team. Uh, Jam typed in the discord. He said, John Henry got booed mightily at the winter classic. And I, I did see yeah, people, a lot of people chat saying that too. A lot of people like, said I didn't that like that. Time. I didn't like getting booed. I'm going to spend some money. <laughs> A lot of people are saying that's the last time or the first time he's been there in years. Like I literally saw him on the green monster last October. Like he's been around. He does not make a lot of public appearances um, because he's a billionaire and why should he? But I really don't think that had anything like they were, they've been working on this since the beginning of last year. I don't think that, I think it's just more coincidence of timing than anything. They should still boo him, by the way. Like this shouldn't be like stop booing him. So like, I thought Collie was wow. defending him. Oh, he doesn't come out because no. he gets booed. <laughs> he's gotta hide. No, Please, he's an old booed. man. The boos could literally stop his heart. Uh, <laughs> booed mercilessly for good some time. But yeah, I would I I feel very confident <laughs> in our ability to go out and get free agents moving forward. There's no reason not to. Well, listen, y'all damn sure not going to keep y'all's own players. We just did. One of them. Right there. One for three. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if I tell you Mookie, Xander, and Devers, I tell you you could keep one. Is Devers the one you keep? 
Or is this a, a KD, Harden, Westbrook? You get probably the be one the, you left with. It'd probably be the second. After Mookie. Mookie. Yeah. Well, it's like you had were all three and kept one. Now and there now were people who would have money. said there were people who would have said Devers just because he is such a power bat. Um, he don't walk though, Mick. I was reading. He don't walk. He plays a below average third baseman. School. I read it. <laughs> he did. I don't know that. I don't know that he does anymore. He does. His gloves. I'm telling you, better. I read it. Uh, <laughs> I've seen of the three. There's been ten previous three hundred million dollar deals. All 10 of those guys either have multiple MVPs or multiple top 10 MVP finishes. Endeavors doesn't have either of those. Why am I giving him what, $300 two, million? Dollars? He has what, two top 15 finishes? I don't know. The article said top 10. Am I, am I counting top 15? <laughs> it's loser territory, school. The, um, the, the article I saw it said something like it was titled Hot Corner Cold Glove, something like damn. that. <laughs> when does he, but like, see, is he. By the end of this contract, he will be first baseman and DH. And I just wonder, like, when, how long does he stay at third? I would if be he shocked is below it. Uh, I would be shocked if he wasn't like for the next six years the third baseman. I genuinely be shocked. He better be because again, he's not walking. Um, like I said, I since nineteen, he's been a top ten hitter in baseball. From every metric and his pace in the playoffs, he's played 26 playoff games. His pace in the playoffs is 50 home runs and 162 RBI. So I'm, I'm he on okay a last place that. team, man. When does he, <laughs> when, when does he get a chance to use that? He was on last place. We had the most money on the injured list last year of any team in baseball. I, if that, uh, if that repeats, then yeah, we're going to be a bad team. I don't anticipate that repeating, being the most injured team in baseball. Irvis says it's going to be crazy when Acuna signs with the Sox because of Dever. Yeah, 2037 is going to be crazy, bro. I was going to say, yeah, he's, he's not going to be. Uh... <laughs> no time soon, at least. So <laughs> No. I could see the Braves trading him, though, because Braves fans don't like their best player. That's not true. Dansby Swanson's gone, and they're thrilled. So they're <laughs> all, all is well in Braves country. Um, Cooney is hated good. online by Braves fans. I see it all the time. Nah, they just—they hate what he wears. Run the first, run the yeah. first, run that out. Guy hit a four hundred forty-six home uh, foot home run. Let's see some knees to chest out there. Give me a break. Um, I want to see those arms at ninety degrees and pumping. Yeah. Woo. I black. Is it really necessary? Uh, either way, they got to be mad for the next nine years because he's making minimum wage. So, again, I'm not saying they don't link up, but it, it's going to have to be 20, uh, 32 or something. Yeah, Deke, <laughs> Deke knows. Deke knows that's fake yeah. news. Um, and it, listen, talk to the Braves fans. That's all I see. <laughs> you talking to them? The Braves. Uh, Devers defense hugely improved. So it hugely improved to below average. No, I mean, it, his defense is kind of always, it's it's almost exactly like Xander. Like, it's always been a little overstated. Terrible. No. Like, he he probably twice a season just, like, tries to be Nolan Arenado and rips a throw right into the stands. Like, he's a perfectly average third base. Raphael Anthony Towns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when. Like, you need to have a, a good glove at third, obviously. Like, He's never shown like he's not lazy. Like I think because he's he's a New York fat boy uh, club member, people are like, "Oh, he must suck defensively." That's just never been true. Like it, 
he's always given Pablo Sandoval allegations. Right. Like he's always given plus effort. He's got like, he, but this is his seventh year, I think. What year? Where are, where am I? It's a six year. Uh, Well, you just, (laughs) of the 11 years, one was the arbitration year, right? This year, yeah, it started. Yeah, so, yeah, so bought, yeah, one year arbitrate and then next ten years. Um, yeah, Opus has got incredible range. Just, a, just a bit insane sometimes. Uh, yeah, was yeah, Joseph, I have heard a lot yeah. of a lot of Adrian yeah. Beltre comparisons, and Adrian Beltre is like one of the no, three best defensive third graceman yeah, glove side. The <laughs> slickest glove. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Because he's uh, brown and, and chubby. That's what it is. You see a brown chubby third base, man, that's, that's Beltre, man. That's Sandoval. That's, uh, <laughs> no matter who it is. Uh, Moustakis, um, yeah. That's <laughs> and that, uh, the reason why I asked is to what Joe said, with these shift band, that's why I asked. Because like with the old shift, the guy, Decent glove, you can kind of scheme for that, but will the shift band mean like, okay, below average or even average at third base might not be enough unless you're going to hit like Devers hits? I think it's way better because with the Mm. shift, there were times he was just on an island playing shortstop. And I was just like, please don't hit it. Please let the computers be right. Please tell me he's not hitting it that direction. Shortstop's in right field. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, if, if the shortstop's bot, like, actually has to play there i think it's way less important trevor story does have a slick glove he can he can underhand it to devers and he can throw it the rest (laughs) of the way for him here you go um (laughs) i do think like they've been talking to the marlins super publicly which makes me think they won't get a deal done with the marlins uh for a pitcher and a middle infielder if they get jazz chisholm which oh, has y'all, been don't a des- y'all don't deserve <laughs> jazz. You don't deserve jazz. Yeah, don't I, don't, I, I do. <laughs> I do. I Jesus agree. Christ, Other jazz Chisholm. I'm just saying. I, I, I Listen, don't the Marlins why. hate him. The Marlins do. Not, they had called meetings last year to be like, "Hey, man, you're making the rest of us look bad. Knock it yeah. off." And Mattingly said, "Hey, y'all knock it off. He's making an All Star team. Y'all, y'all can go to Boston. He stays." Yeah, uh, Miguel Rojas has been talked about. Um, who I don't know a ton about. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I, he's probably better than Trevor Story at throwing the first, so that's good. <laughs> but I've been, for whatever reason, we've already traded with the Royals once this season. I, I haven't been able to shake Adalberto Mondesi and Salvador, like because the the lineup has taken a hit without Xander. Mondesi's shortstop, right? Yeah, he's just been wildly hurt for the last like. <laughs> career his whole career he's just been very he said like one season where he's actually played uh and that's who you want that's who's fixing the clock well he's he's gonna be a free agent next year so it's like i could see the royals moving on from him for a low cost Mm -hmm. uh so that's where it's like and it's like who are the fucking royals are they they gonna play are they gonna pay salvador perez the rest of his career of course not um so i'm i'm that intrigues me as an overall deal. I'm hearing that Ian Kinsler has signed with the Red Sox for a $250 million deal. <laughs> Ian I did see the Dan Ugla. Uh, <laughs> he, he did have a meeting. Up in, his car was spotted outside of family. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we that game doesn't go 18 fucking innings in the World Series if Ian Kinsler's not on that team. That was just an insane 
error by a typical slick glove individual. Yeah, I don't I don't need Kinsler. Big hit Kins back. Don't need that whatsoever. Sam said the Wait, one healthy Elvis, season Elvis he was on. He probably is while you're playing. Uh, Sam says the one healthy season was on the juice. So you gotta, like trade for him and get him pumped up back, get him plugged in with Ortiz's guy. All right. <laughs> 38 home runs, 47 stolen bases, gold glove, fielding Bible. Yeah, that would I'm, be. I'm pro, I'm pro cheating. Uh, I like the PEDs. Miguel Cairo. Yeah, this is <laughs> Fernando Tatis Sr. Uh, coming yeah. back. No, um, I mean, the Padres still do have an issue with the amount of players on there. So it's like if Trent Grisham becomes available, if uh, Kim becomes available, those are players that can – like I do think Trevor Story ultimately is the second – I don't think Kim's coming available. I thought they liked him, right? They did. They signed a shortstop. And they, they're not trading – they like Cronenworth more. And they have – He's have going to loudly... first though, right? I thought Kim was going to second, Cronenberg to first. Then Tatis they... to I thought they got the Cleveland Guardians too. or somebody. Yeah. Well, no, they're not moving Tatis. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, they're not. Moving, <laughs> no, I, they're not. I, <laughs> trust me, I would. I would love for them to. They're not. Uh, but I do think because they still need other help. They need. Mm. Uh, they need more pitching, especially like a swing pitcher, a guy who can come out of the pen or uh, be like a fifth starter. I thought they got a first baseman too. It's been a weird offseason. That's what the thing I remember was it's like, okay, Bogarts goes to short. Kim was so good at short last year, they were going to move him to second. Cronenworth went from second to first. Yeah, Tatis goes to the outfield. Him and Soto are the corner spots. And uh, oh, Grisham was the one you mentioned, right? Center fielder. You're, yes. you're, you're thinking of Matt Carpenter, Coley. He's... They did sign Carpenter. I thought they got someone else too, though, because mm. Carpenter slides into their DH. Um, yeah, I if I'm mm. them, I'm not trading Kim, but he also has I think it's like two years of control left. So it's like do we trade him now? Because again, like I you can sign all these players in one offseason. If if you don't win, even if you do win, you're gonna start cutting costs eventually. So it's like, are they gonna keep just doing this? I can't imagine they will. But yes, Kim is gonna lose though. Probably. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh <laughs> Where did um I know he signed Josh Bell went to was it Rangers? Cleveland. 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 Okay. Uh I was just reading it. I think it's like apparently teams are it's like a number of teams are just punting on DH. And I just I I cannot understand it. I cannot like I was looking like the average OP. Like, of course, everybody's not gonna have a Edgar Martinez DH, but it's like teams are like, no, we just use it as a rest day. It's like you can play anybody you want there. You can play Barry Bonds there right now and have him OPA, OPS 850 uh, at 48 years of age. And they're like, nah, we just used to get an injured guy back in the lineup, uh, work in a platoon guy. And it's, oh, it was some team last year, everybody was so hurt that their DH just stood up there and just took three pitches. <laughs> just, I, I can't. Do you remember that school? We talked about it briefly. I cannot remember what team. Oh. He was like, I, I can play the field. But uh, or I can play, but everybody else is so hurt. He's just like, I'm just taking three pitches. Thank you. And go that sit down. That sounds very Marlinsy. I can't. It could be. 
I can't remember specifically who it was, but that did happen. That's yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe teams are like, you get an extra hitter. It's the whole point. I had to watch so much National League baseball where the pitcher just took three <laughs> strikes for nothing. And now it's like, hey, we were fine with it. You should have just kept the no DH, man. Uh, uh, it's weird because, like, we tried Hanley out at DH, and it was like one of his worst seasons. Some players, it is a different mentality. Like, I know it Definitely. seems like, yeah, just go slug dingers. Just only and hit. I, yeah. I'm sorry, Andrew. I'll get off of Marlon slander. Uh, <laughs> although I don't know that it was slander. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is hard to just stay locked in on, like, yeah, I, I might get four at bats today. I might go oh for four. Like, it's it's a different right, I didn't help the team at all. Yeah. yeah, it's a different mentality. Some guy, like, when we put Hanley at first, he was – pretty dog shit defensively but he was more involved in the game and it made him a better, better hitter hit, right uh so i it's weird it looks like that's the direction we're going with the yeah well you like justin turner is going to be our dh but he'll play the field some devers will get a day off uh, casas will get a day off at dh and it's just like hey it's not a true day off it just is <laughs> like it's not a day right. off Right. And B, go zero for four for us. Take a day off. Uh, yeah, you would think the team, like one hundred percent of their twenty first century success, has been because they've had like Hall of Fame level DH production, David Ortiz and JD Martinez. Why that team is just like, eh, no, we'll play like the Guardians. Like it's insane. What, Genuinely what's insane. Uh, yeah, it's insane. I, I would want a, a real D. I was a big proponent of going after Josh Bell this offseason, specifically just to have him DH. Yeah, uh, the DH spot is made for a big fat gentleman to come and sock dingers like a Vogelbach. Right. Like that's Dude, what Mo it's Vaughn made for. Could be my D Greg Vaughn could also be my DH <laughs> right now. Either Vaughn, Fenders. This is why I wanted Schwarber. Like Schwarber, yeah. letting Schwarber walk, and and there is something to be like having a guy who just socks dingers with like low average might not be the best for your lineup, but it's like you can also fix that in other areas like there's right. other players there's eight other batters you understand like yeah like or ortiz and edgar martinez and frank thomas of course they're a different step above because they did hit for average they did hit for power they were true right. they were hitters right. that also had like there aren't five tool hitters but like they could do everything there right yeah it's gonna be hard to replicate that for 30 fucking teams i agree <laughs> but if you got like late career ichiro let's say like a guy who can't play in the field anymore at least for 162 right. if he's your dh just like a high on base guy there are different singles ways to a year. Do it. yeah yeah there are ways to do it it listen i learned it from playing the show man like if i ain't got a dh i'm like okay i just got to find some good platoon guys find a guy that mashes righties and a guy that mashes lefties but we will not be punting the position no. of, <laughs> of dh <laughs> And uh, we'll take a break here in a second. I think it was Fender that said, like, it requires you paying another player. But it's like, now, that should that's part of your scouting now. DH mm -hmm. is part of the game. I'd be scouting a good DH the same way I'd be scouting a good center fielder. Not saying that they'll have the same impact, but I know if I can find one of those guys and other teams are just punting this, I can just, just drop a good hitter into my lineup and not have them you, play defense. You see it with closers too some teams mm. go zero closer like we'll go night to night and not everyone can close a game it is right. different not all closers can pitch in the seventh when there's no state like to i get the analytics behind it i very much understand what people are saying 
it completely throws out like 300 years of proven history about certain things of baseball. Baseball, so the oldest pro sport outside like soccer, man. There's more data for this than anything. And so that's why it's insane when it's just like, I don't, I don't even hate trying things. Like if you're a smaller market team, you want to try some shit, go for it. But to be like, no. We're the Yankees. We have Isaiah Kiner for left for a shortstop. That's hey, hey, the hey. way you do it. Like, no, that's not the way you do it, you fucking morons. Like, that's terrible. Also, yeah, I think I'm with all right. Like, you could Ichiro might be a, a gotta play the field guy too. You could DH him and he'd hit 320, but it wouldn't be a good wouldn't feel good to him. Let him play the field some. Uh yeah, that's why I said late career for sure. Not regular career, Ichiro was like the best right fielder in the league, too. Rookie. <laughs> Ichiro was the most valuable player in the league. So I think we all yeah, agree, agree Ichiro was decent. Um, I agree, Earl. The, Yosh- I thought Yoshida was originally signed to be a DH oh, based true. on how bad his the original reports of his fielding were. I read a story about how the Red Sox scouted him that was very funny. He Apparently the, the park he played in in Japan has a massive Ferris wheel in left field. It's like a Love giant it. Ferris wheel. So one of the Red Sox scouts just set up out there with a camera pointed at him to track on the his Ferris range, wheel to track his yeah on the Ferris wheel to track his range to track his arm I love all that. of it and they were just like yeah we we were able to plug it into our computers back here since like you can't regular game film doesn't have the left fielder camera you know what the, I mean the Ferris so, wheel cam <laughs> yeah so you can only tell when a ball's hit to him and you only get that short. That all 18s. Yeah. So the, the Ferris wheel was like, no, we actually think he can play left. So we'll see. Yeah, we, and again, if, if not, then sound like you would have a plus DH. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Um, let's take a break. Let's take five. I did see that the uh, the All-Star, NBA All-Star, I mm-hmm. guess the early voting returns are in. So we'll take a look at those. Had a full slate of games. We'll take a look at those. And we'll talk some NFL Hall of Fame. At some point, but we'll get to that. Let's take a break. We'll take five. Thumb up, thumbs up on the YouTube, please. Subscribe so you can chat with us. Five minute break. We'll catch everybody after the break. Welcome back. We are back. Happy Thursday, hour two. Thank you for tapping in. Thumbsing up uh, on the YouTube, subscribing so you can chat with us. We got some NBA to talk about. Do we have our All Star? We do. We do. Our early, uh, early voting results. Let us see. Let us see. Let's go, let's go Western Conference first. So for the front court, as of right now, LeBron is the leading vote getter by a substantial margin. Jokic, AD, Zion, Andrew Wiggins, number five. Hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm. Is that just a thing forever now? It's- I thought that was a one-year, like, he had the K-pop fans for one year, right? Listen, I was going to say, they don't forget. Also, he went on to win the title. Wouldn't that just make him more famous? True, Um, true. Now they think he's legitimately, like, a guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Paul George, six. And then there's a sharp decline. Like, half the votes decline. And then Laurie Markin and Draymond, Kawhi, Kevon Looney, come on, (laughs) Looney should be much higher than Kawhi Leonard. That's a fact. Uh, Let's see the guards for the West. Steph, number one. Luka, 
Ja, Shea, Clay Thompson, five. Russ, six. Dame, Booker, Austin Reeves. <laughs> number nine, too low. Uh, and number 10, Jordan Poole. Western Conference, what are thoughts? Who's who's missing? Who's snubbed from the West? Too high, too low. It's it's hard to think. Fender said the one I was thinking of. Uh, it's hard to think. Yeah, Sabonis, huge snub. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Outside of that, it's hard to think because you're you're hit with names like. Kevon Looney and Draymond Green, and you're like, who did they leave off if those guys are getting on here, you know? Listen, you play in the market and you win. I really do. I feel like people go to vote for their – they're like, I'm a John Morant fan. I'm going to vote for John Morant. And it's like, oh, I got to pick nine other ones. Um, right. 144,000 um, Austin Reeves fans? Way more. That's what I'm saying. These numbers are, are unjuiced, dejuiced. That's people uh, that still think his nickname is AR-15. They're voting for a different yeah, cause. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like people say, Jeremy Grant. I'm trying. I'm just want to pull up like the NBA Fox. stats from the Western Conference. Yeah, Fox. Yeah, Fox and Sabonis. No love for either one of those guys. Um, the Ant Man, Jeremy Grant. Not even like that. He would be up there, but I, he's had a good year. I thought he might bring up the bottom. Is he better than Kevon Looney Withers? I think it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Um, can I not sort these by conference? That's great. The Timberwolves, Timberwolves are actively voting. Or Timberwolves fans are actively voting for other people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sabonis should be running away with this. Um, yeah, no, Fox should definitely be here. Happy to see Shay. CJ McCollum? McCollum's a good. I thought about Ingram, but he he hadn't played since like Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, he's been out so long. Now Zion's out for a couple weeks. Uh, Christian Wood playing under twenty seven minutes. All star. <laughs> um, like no Chris Paul, no eight. Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges had a good year, and he I'm, didn't I'm, get get the votes. Uh, a little surprise is no. Because I'm trying to think of like Instagram, TikTok highlights. There's no Jalen Green here. Um, mm. Like, I don't think he should be, but like right. for a guy who does a lot of like crazy athletic things on the court, I thought he'd be, uh, I don't know, ahead of Austin Reeves. A guy who also does crazy athletic things on the, like, what are, what are we saying? Um, I do kind of, like, I haven't voted. I might need to start. I need to see Russell Westbrook in the All Star, six man Russ in the All Star game. I and he's just popular enough to, he could get a movement going. Where, where's Jordan at? Where UCLA? Where, where's everybody putting the Russell Westbrook push uh, in right now? He looks like he's really coming into his own as the sixth man now. Like, he's playing. I watched the game last night, and he plays confidently when he's out there now. He looks good. Like, he plays with the fire. He's got that passion back. It's, he's having fun out there again, it feels like. Like, he celebrates with the team. Like, there's no bad vibes with him anymore. It doesn't seem like it. And again, the whole for like the last couple of years, it was like, well, you can't blame Frank Vogel. Who's going to get Russell Westbrook to come off the bench? It took three games for Darvin Ham to get Russell Westbrook to come off the bench. Right. Like, three games. Th th three games to buy into what he was pitching. Like, and it's working. Like, he's putting up good stat lines. So. And another, how, just how many years did we, oh, well, you know, you got to play another center. AD won't play center, won't play center, won't play center. Darvin Ham got there. AD's having one of his best. Years and years, 
playing center. So I Darvaham, he knows how to ask it, maybe. Uh he's not afraid of these guys. Mr. Westbrook, if you wouldn't mind. Um, nah, Buford says wait till next game, Scoop. I said that. I looked at the game logs, man. He's just playing nice, consistent ball. Like the nights where he has an off shooting night, he's putting up rebounds, assists. Like he's still doing other stuff. It's not like before where he was shooting three for 17, the team loses. Like he's shooting right. like six for 14, and the team still wins in those games. Like it's different now. It's all like he's playing some a lot of it before is like you don't need 38 minutes of Russell Westbrook. And now he's not playing 38 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like 26 minutes of Russ is a, a good amount of Russ for what they need. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would like to see him. I wonder, uh, do should they trade him to a, a contending team could buy into him? But I don't know. I don't think you're going to get get what they're getting out of him somewhere else. What's also again? I mean, it's just those picks. Like we're just so far in. I think I'm. I'm ultimately. I just would not. It just would not make a. It's not changing your trajectory. Yeah. Right now. So, just get the cap space. You can probably just get the cap space and probably just sign or try to sign Kyrie, and keep the picks and still do something with the if you want. But I, I'd keep them. Um, let's see Eastern Conference because front. I mean. All around, but front court in particular is a monster. It's Katie in the lead, Giannis behind him, Embiid, Tatum fourth. Nick, man, your thoughts? Those are four of the best players in the league, so I'm going to have to come fourth. That's too sensible. Let's try this again. McMahon, your thoughts? <laughs> Could you try it with maybe slamming your fist on the desk real quick? Yeah. Giannis is a bum. Yeah. Say the line. Boston fans historically do not vote for all. It's why Xander has so few. Like, it's infuriating. It's uh, I've just given up. Like, we just don't vote for this shit ever. It's very infuriating. Couldn't vote for a man of color. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, for anything. No, Tatum 4, Jimmy Butler 5, Siakam 6, Kuzma 7, Paolo 8. This and maybe too low? Yeah, deserved. Like... We'll see how I, he's got a legitimate chance. It was like if he made the All Star game, it would not be hype or him getting in because uh, of his name or anything. Nick Claxton, he's having a very good, like happy to see that. Not about ninth in the front court, but uh, having a very good year. Jared Allen, and then guards Kyrie Irving first. His Call of Duty buddy, uh, Donnie Mitchell second. Jimbo Harden third. Jalen Brown fourth. McMahon, your thoughts? Shocked he's fourth, uh, given what I just said. Like, I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> uh, Trey Young, five. DeRozan, LaMelo, Halliburton, Derrick Rose. Even Tibbs pulled the plug on Derrick what? Rose, man. That Derrick Rose got Adidas deal that run in China till 2056, man. <laughs> that's, what, like, that's legit what I think of in all these times. Like, listen, those shoe deals are 15 years long and run in different countries. Uh, and Darius Garland, number 10. Who's missing out east? Who's too Bam. high? Who's too low? Bam's missing out east. Tyler Hero. I didn't want to yell both of those names. Um, <laughs> I answer Jalen Brunson. Like no Jalen Brunson. Julius Randall. I mean, all those people voted for Derrick Rose instead. What do you want? Yeah, yeah that is. It true. was YC. It was YC. Um, Dejounte, Dejounte Murray. Murray? I, nope. 
Let's get the game. Wow. Uh, it was a tough scene, man. Stole the ball right from De'Aaron yesterday and went down and sealed the game. But he should be here over Derrick Rose. Halliburton, this is this is the Zerbiak agenda. Zach Levine, uh, De- DeMar DeRozan? Or did I miss DeRozan? Oh, DeRozan. No, DeRozan yeah, DeRozan's there. six. Yeah, no Levine. Yeah, no um, Levine. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, interesting. Like the, like the drop off in both for the East, like from four to five, is substantial. Mm-hmm. All right. Like people, well, I'm saying, like the people agree, those four guards and those four forwards are in for sure order. going in. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, any order, uh, no Ben Simmons, no, uh, yeah, who like the Miami guys came to mind? Is there anybody else? And Dejounte, Dillian Hayes, um, Bradley Beal, or is he hurt? Don't let come on, man. Don't get YC. Why did you say that, school? You go get YC started <laughs> now, man. Um, Join the call to yell at me. I'm a third. <laughs> no, Drew. He's hurt. I think he's been hurt. I, yeah. He's been hurt I, in the Ill, like non-COVID illness. They said he's yeah been going through. Yeah, Middleton hadn't been. No, Brooke. Oh, Brooke, he, he, dude, that's it'll a, be a huge coach's vote, snub. Guy. Brooke is like the best center in the NBA this year, like outside of Jokic, you know, but like defensively, he's like one of the best centers in the league. I'm trying, like, no Mobley, Chris Stapps. That was, that was, oh, Scoob. Listen, if he's not getting the Scoob vote, then maybe this isn't a surprise. <laughs> Scoob, are you out? Does he still have the beard? I don't know. I haven't been checking. I just, he does. oh, okay. He does. If it, I'm, Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week. I'm very worried though if he makes the All Star game, he would shave the beard. I, be- ah, you know, tough. you know, he's got to look you... his best. Yeah. Free agency maybe coming up. <laughs> I'm, I would put him start putting him on ice like the Thunder do their players, man. We just don't. We need you to opt out, Kristaps. Um, I think that's really. I was looking at the other teams to see if there oh, are players that Maxi. Well, I mean, he just he just came back. Yeah, true. So true. he'll. By the next voting, he'll be he'll be first here. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie and KD starting will be very funny. We after all after all this, Kyrie starting in Utah will be very very funny. <laughs> um, and Anobi, that's a good one to met. I guess he yeah front court and he wasn't there. I don't, I don't want to think about the Raptors at all after the game I watched last night. We, well, let's get we we had plenty of games last night. What the, what'd you see, school? <laughs> that was like the worst basketball game I've ever watched. And then it comes down to Tony Brothers taking the game into his own hands on live television. He's the superstar. Why wouldn't he? He dude, he watched back the replay, said, Nope, I made the right call, and then Instantly after the game said, yeah, I should have called a foul. <laughs> yeah, I remember stepping on his couch. Uh, the pool report interview is conducted by Mike Gant to Toronto Sun with crew chief Tony Brothers following tonight's Bucks at Raptors game. Question. Can you clarify what happened at the end of regulation when Pascal Siakam appeared to shove Bobby Portis out of bounds and the ball went out of bounds and a turnover occurred in Toronto's favor? Brothers. After post-game review, it was determined that a foul should have been called on that play. It's just a, just a light, just a light little shove yeah. out of bounds. Nothing, nothing too big. Tony Brothers said that's a, that's illegal, man. Somebody should do something about that. Somebody should blow a whistle. Something about that. I, I can't. No I can't 
I hate when they do the the ref cam now. I don't like the ref cam. They just look right in the camera and tell you what the call is. Like, I don't like that either. They're hot dogging it, man. They love that. They love it. They love that moment. They oh, they you know you're gonna get a little airtime, man. I, how long to a ref gets a little ad money? You know what I mean? He's like, you know, the ball was out of bounds to go to Brooklyn, uh, the subway way or something like that. And uh, get a little ad money for Tony Brothers. The NBA is a suspect. Yeah. Felony fraud goes on every night in the NBA. It, it benefited your boys, though. Y'all. Uh... We, we should have won that game by double digits. And then. Are you, are you out on Scotty Barnes, Scoob? Oh, oh, Scotty! Scotty is a glorified Twitch streamer. Like, Scott oh, <laughs> hey, what's this about? What, what does Scotty do to you, man? Scotty, Scotty's got nothing. Scotty had <laughs> he had one good quarter last night where the the Bucks had didn't play defense on him for the entire game, and he realized it, and then just scored a couple points in a row. Didn't matter at all. Still lost the game. But yeah, no. Glorified Twitch streamer. He's a, that's the finesser of the year. It is wild, man. Y'all think they would trade him for Kevin Durant right now? <laughs> Have to beg for Kevin Durant back. Listen, and I was team, man. I just don't know if you can do it, man. They like 12 years apart. And uh, it hadn't hadn't been as great. But look, look, again, look at the minutes for Toronto. This game did go to overtime. But Nick Thibodeau was grinding them down, man. Dude, it, and they looked exhausted. Yeah. When the game started. <laughs> like, the game started, and they were just jacking up threes. Like, we just got to like get Like, seven minutes out. to score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say, yeah, they had one point for how long? Um, it, the score was, I believe, seven to one with four minutes left in the first quarter. And they were just going down and jacking up threes way behind the line, just trying to get anything going. Fred Van Bleep played 47 minutes, dog. You want to trade for that? <laughs> Him and Trent, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to trade for Fred Van Bleep. <laughs> Listen, I want to trade for both of you guys and cut your minutes in half, man. I care about you all as human beings. Uh, this is tough. I, I think... And and Maybe the camera just caught him at like the the worst time possible, but there was a time when Nick Nurse called the timeout in the first quarter. The team just ignored him and went to the bench while he was like walking out to them. Just they exhausted. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what's gonna. Something's got to shake here. It feels like. Uh I don't know what. Because again, are they? If y'all not gonna re-sign Van Fleet and Trent, maybe it's time. But outside of that, Ananobi, you're if you traded Barnes now, it'd be selling low. Ananobi, I just wouldn't sell. And Siakam is playing great. If I could I just like to keep his minutes under 40. He got a night off. He only played 40 minutes. He, they had him in hell too. I mean, Brooke, he, the spin move doesn't work on Brooke. Like Brooke just stands there like a tree and goes, "What are you doing, dude?" Oh, yeah, forty minutes against Giannis and Brooke is really like sixty-two minutes. So Siakam really played triple overtime ball last night. I, I mean, in overtime, I thought Brooke Lopez was like, I thought he was gonna need an oxygen mask. Like he was hands on his knees with the last thirty seconds, but he was like, "I gotta make this play. I've gotta do it." Like he was, he's a literal tree, so he yeah yeah, yeah. that man his breast. He, uh, he lumbers around. Also, we didn't. Giannis with a thirty, twenty, and ten, just 
just casual. He had fifty five kind of uh <laughs> the night before. Just just kinda is are these box people have been asking is this what gets people to pay any kind of uh interest in the regular season? Like not even to be like, oh Giannis is he has a thirty twenty ten, let me tune in right now. But if it's like you know we keep seeing seventy one and ten and whatever Luca's doing, it's like whatever the prime time game. Ooh, somebody really might sixty and fifty. Like, you just don't know. But it does not make a difference. I feel like on one hand, I definitely tune in. Like if I see the timeline, like the Donovan Mitchell night, they were like, "Oh, he's popping off." I tuned into that. But then on the other hand, there are nights where every single game is a forty-point blowout, and it's not exciting. It's just ugly, you know. So you give it, you yeah, get. I watch you know? Thunder Celtics. Yeah. 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 Uh. You give and you get. You give and you get. You know. Yeah. Uh, who who else played last night? Let's see. I guess I, I want to slip thanks to Jack Settleman, Jack Underman. I saw that. Uh, he was on all the unders yesterday. I, listen, I rolled with him there. That Knicks under uh, only hit. And then I had something from the Bucks game that I shouldn't have taken and I didn't hit. Uh, give me Suns Cavaliers game. This game pissed me off because the uniforms. The Suns had on those, like the turquoise jerseys that look like the Thunder. Mm. So I'm like, what are Chris Paul and Mikael Bridges doing out there on the Thunder? Then the Cavs had on the white and gold. They look like Florida State. I didn't know who. I, I just didn't know what was going on in general uh, all evening. And Chris Paul was the Florida State would be very funny. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they lost to who's it, the Adelaide uh, 52ers. Oh, right. Before, right so yeah. this is <laughs> kind of what he does. Um, 66ers, I believe they were. Yeah. Uh, Cavs win again. No thanks to Donnie Mitchell. What did he do? No, took the night off. Six for 20. Uh, shotgunning. As he's one to do. Averaging 45 his last two games. What a bomb. He stinks. <laughs> um, but no, I, Kevin Love. Like, I just wonder, like, the Cavs are good, like, really good. Do they do something? Like, Kevin Love hasn't had quite the six man of the year year again, but he's a huge salary. You would have Okoro, and they still have their 20, I think it's four, six, and eight pick. Like, every other year, those are the ones they didn't trade for Mitchell. So it's like, do they have one last, like, just to turn, try to turn that into what they thought Okoro was? Because, again, it it just hadn't shaken so far for him this year. And this team, I think it makes some noise right now, but I don't know if they can with that kind of gap at the wing. I don't. I don't want to get rid of Kevin Love if I'm them. He feels like the glue guy that's like been there before. You know, like he's played with LeBron. He's won championships, I believe. Right. So, like, he's the guy with that experience. True, but uh, is he bringing? If he got LeBron and Kyrie with him, then uh, yeah, he can stay. Well, uh, hey, I don't know. But I no, to... I mean, it is value because every one of those guys they have some playoff experience. Donovan Mitchell really has a playoff experience, but they're all. What twenty five and under, so right. it's something to that having a vet, mm-hmm. and it's like it's such a tightly knit locker room when like the junkyard dog chain for every game. If there's like a clear and obvious upgrade, and they don't have to trade like a couple pieces on top of him, sure. But I I wouldn't be like actively seeking it out. I would just let it kind of roll. That's what they said for J.J. Hickson and Amari Stoudemire. I remember. These are, these are the same, yes. 
apples, apples. Um, <laughs> Lopez, Moby, Allen can't shoot. Yeah, but look, click on Kevin Love. What's he shooting this year? He's 0 for 6 for last night, so I, I haven't seen him make a shot this year. 41% from the field. Let's see. He is shooting 37% from three, 41% from uh, field goal range. Yeah, overall. Yeah. Okay. So they, again, they do need that, but maybe that's what you trade. I ain't saying you trade it and don't get some, like a big that can shoot back or a wing that can defend back. I'm just, it just feels like this team can win one playoff series, maybe two with the kind of top end talent they have. And also that love contract expires. So right. it's like you could re-sign him next year for like a favorable number, of course, but would you have that big chip to make a move right now? Because Dan Gilbert will pay the luxury tax, like repeatedly. So just didn't know if they wanted to let that chip not even waste, but do something with it. Uh who else play? Let's see. Grizzlies Hornets. Oh wait! Wait! One last thing on the Suns. I found this out yesterday. Robert Sarver still has a control over any personnel move if the player makes more than the average NBA salary. Wait, sure. and all, <laughs> I, I, that's what he y'all let him keep. How? How did he keep that bargaining chip? Is that until the sale is complete or forever? I no, it must be until the sale is complete. But Perpetuity, the, yeah, yeah <laughs> He just never sold, really. Um, but the average player salary is ten point eight million. Jay Crowder makes ten point two million. Okay. So if you're doing any kind of deal, but like bringing in more, Sarver has to sign off. But also they're in the luxury tax, so he might have to sign off either way because luxury tax is part of his agreement. So it's like what they have a great deal lined up. And he just keeps vetoing deal after deal. Like nope. I'm not. I'm not going to help you all at all. Yeah, you sure would like to turn Jay Crowder into uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. No. Uh, Giannis, huh? They no. Something to keep in mind. I love that. <laughs> Even when he lose, he win, man. <laughs> they have the perp. Like, man, we know we can get uh, Kuzma right now to help this team. He's like, man, that is a great trade. No. Um, <laughs> Real shame you can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. Uh, all right. That's it for the signs. I was 20 and 19. What'd you say? 20 and 19. Like we're halfway through the season. They're a 500 team. They start. Listen, what are they when uh, Chris Paul plays? They were better. That was the Celtics game. That was when they got defenestrated, and then someone else came. Was it Denver? Maybe came in right after and beat the shit out of them. Like two days later. So yeah, they're. Um, yeah, I need to see the the with Chris Paul and uh, no Chris Paul numbers. Whoa, I need to see the Jam Packers. What the? Is it really you? How you feeling, Packer? It's good to have a face again. Uh, I did not believe it existed for about an hour and forty minutes there, but it's good to be back. Uh, don't know good what happened, but uh, you know that you didn't have to go ugly immediately upon my return. <laughs> you could have welcomed me back with some open arms, but I see how it is. Not a chance. Extremely uh, closed. Yeah, <laughs> you heard Chris Paul and came running. Um, hmm, couldn't be me. Uh, 
Yeah, Magic beat the Thunder with any... Oh, it was 76ers. Because Maxi is back. But they haven't been starting him. But they started him last night because Joel Embiid didn't play. Why isn't Joel Embiid playing? He was tweeting. He was watching the that's box. What, that's what I'm saying. He was like, this game's crazy. Uh, what? <laughs> and that, that's how I knew Tony Brothers was working uh, Dark Forces because Joel Embiid noticed... Well, that's how I knew. Embiid, Tony Brothers group chat was going crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, they got the win. And I do wonder, like, are they... What got them cooking was starting Melton. Like, do they bring Maxie off the bench once everybody's healthy? He did it a couple... Like, last couple games, I don't think he'd necessarily be opposed to it, but... Or do you, like, bench somebody? I don't think they're going to bench Tucker or Harris. Embiid? Do they need him? Um... <laughs> <laughs> they should they should bench Tucker. Tucker was getting booed mightily last night. Um, and you just can't bench Maxi. But I saw a bunch of tweets being like, the only reason this, the Sixers are in this game is because of Melton. That's an elk foot soreness for Embiid. But look, if you be you bench PJ Tucker, who defending out there, man? And not that PJ Tucker's making all you know defensive player of the year, but he, he trying. He running around. You gonna let he Tobias Harris and then three guards? Uh, hey, that's called rebounding. You can't bring Maxi off the bench. You just like, and there's one Why guy who's you? like, because he scores twenty points a game and thinks he's a starter, and you don't want to piss off your third best player, second best player. But he just came off the bench the past <laughs> two games. I think he's a team. I th he's a good boy. I think he's a team player. And all <laughs> Pat is here. Uh, um, calls him into the office. Look, we need you to be a good boy for the rest of the season. I don't know if that would go over well. I don't know, man. I mean, how would Doc say it with this? <laughs> Darius, <laughs> sit down. We're starting Niang. <laughs> he would start Niang <laughs> instead of Melton. <laughs> no, 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 calm down, calm down. We want to keep the bench rotation the same. You understand, don't you? You don't? Okay. Fuck me, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love I love how people were calling him out for the bench rotation. He was like, I'm going to do more bench rotations. He's, yeah, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, yeah, Tybo, you're in. Tybo, you're out. Uh, you like that? <laughs> um. I did see, I saw, I saw Sixers fans <laughs> calling for more Tybo over the break. I saw that. Oh, boy. Was I, it Grum? No, was you it didn't. Grum? Dude, was it Grum? Was it, it Grum? It was not Grum, but I saw it in the replies to tweets. They were being like, he's been playing decent. We need to play him. I do think they might be undefeated this season when he's played more than 20 minutes. I do think. I, I love these stats. Well, yeah, they usually have to board him when he gets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darko Milicic, the Pistons are ten and zero in games. Darko Milicic plays more than five minutes. Uh, huh. A lot of Montrez Harrell makes me think. Uh, Should the Sixers trade and beat? They can clearly win without him. They beat a playoff team here. You'd be selling low. He's got a bum foot. What do you do with a guy like that with a bum I'd wheel? Be selling him at any point of his career. <laughs> Uh, interesting interesting indeed but no Melton's I, I guess I'd have to, it what does it do to Melton like if I just bump Melton back to the bench do we get the Melton at the start of the year where we weren't playing that well you know what I'm saying like 
do I lose him? I got to think about him too with Maxi and the whole team. But if you're Doc Rivers, you don't. You don't have to think about any. He's never considered the thoughts of any of his players. So whoever whoever he moves to the bench, you might as well like release them because they're not <laughs> gonna play. <laughs> like that's just how it works. MB, uh, should Jimbo Harden go back? He's the one with the six man roots here. And he's threatening mm-hmm. to leave to go to Houston. So maybe punish him a bit for letting that, that ruining Christmas. That happened while we were gone too. Uh I said, man, oh man, he really don't have no leverage, does he? It's not even like free agency leaking. This was December. He's like, I might go back to that terrible team that I left horribly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know. Uh, I saw Maury tweeted. I can't remember what it was. He, it was something like, from this point on, I'm operating on my own free will or something like that. <laughs> but that's when your girl tweets, she's just doing her. Uh, you're like, ah, I fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so that's where that leak came out. If you're Houston, though, why do you want James Harden back? You do not. Because you're Tillman for Tita and you uh, want asses and seats and you don't care at all about like the long-term course of your organization. Known ass putter and seater. Jimmy Harden. Jimbo. Uh, He's better than Shangun. Apparently. I mean, let Jabari Smith Jr. tell it. Jabari Smith Jr. yelled at John Lucas, quote, Take his ass out, end quote, in reference to Alperin Sengun always after a defensive possession. Yikes. I do. I do. Watching Alperin Sengun, like I like watching him, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Sometimes his ass deserves to be taken out. Is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's with like, a giant cane. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he'll, Sandman style, yeah. He'll have some plays where he just glides down the field on offense, and you're like, "Wow, how how does a guy that tall do that so smoothly?" And other times you're watching him, and you're like, "I don't think he knows where he's supposed to be right now." <laughs> does he know? Um... <laughs> he's like if uh, Jokic suffered like a blunt force trauma to the head several times. Like, there's just something a little wrong. Right, like, right. <laughs> If Jokic's battery was on like twenty eight percent, that's that's the Alpi single. Or like Jokic was wearing the wrong contact prescription. It was just like everything was blurry, nearsighted to him. It's like oh whoa whoa. He generally knows what's going on. It's like you know Jokic's hurt. If he had to play today, if he had to play today, he'd be at seventy percent. That's Alperin Singun always. Hey, he's Um, only what nineteen twenty. Like he's very young. That's the whole Rockets experience right now. It's like all these guys are playing 35 minutes a game and none of them should. And it's <laughs> well, it's like the question is, does that make you better? Right? Because we've seen bad teams just give guys minutes. You don't automatically get better from playing 36 minutes a game. The Rockets came to Boston over the break and like I understood the idea of Jabari Smith Jr., like, yeah, he's very big. Basketball he was, he was player. Basketball player. Can <laughs> do many things. But the execution of what Jabari Smith Jr. was trying to do out there just did not come through. Um, and Like, maybe in a couple years. But I just saw nothing that was like, no moment was like, oh, this guy's a, this guy's a future star. Like, it was just, the execution was lacking. Well, I, I get it, it's. It's tools with him because he was one of, like one of the younger guys. He's like de- I had thirteen rebounds defensively. He was going to be able to contribute right away, but this is where it's like he 
needs a point guard to get offense right now. And if he, he doesn't, he doesn't really terrible have terrible point guards to like two uh, also not great point guards. Yeah, and like, like that's the whole thing. That's the experience because while Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green figure it out, and they will figure it out, I think they will. But part of that is Singoon and <laughs> McMahon skeptical. Uh, I have more I, faith in Jalen Green, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah, really lump like those that. two guys together uh, as both on the same trajectory. Well, I, Kevin Porter Jr. is having a good year to his credit. Um, but yes, Kevin those Porter are two Jr. different is, assets. Yes, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. If some, if uh, I say this sincerely. If Jamal Crawford sits down Kevin Porter Jr. and lays out like this is the blueprint for how you have a long career, I'm all in on Kevin Porter Jr. If he if he thinks he's like I'm a starting point guard in the NBA, I am out on Kevin Porter Jr. And that's where it's at because as of right, he got paid. It was a funny deal, but at the end of this deal, he's gonna be like, "Hey man, I've been I've been y'all starting point guard for two three years. I'm not gonna go somewhere else and not." Be a star. I was starting for a bad team. I'm not gonna take less, even if it's like, yeah, no. If you like Colin Sexton, he's been coming off the bench time. It's like, hey, if you just accept that role, man, you there's you can eat for 10, 12 years off that if you're willing to accept it. And, and in I the meantime, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say I think there's a good basketball player in Kevin Porter Jr. I like he's done too many. He's had too many crazy individual nights. Mm-hmm. But he also played for like the Cavs before they came became this version of the Cavs and a Houston team that is mostly directionless, uh, or at least like their wires not connected throughout the organization. So I, I I believe in the talent. I would like to see him with like a more competent organization and then see. Well, you're not. Um, no. Oh, no, when, like it's... <laughs> when he goes to Philadelphia 76ers and plays under Doc Rivers after this hardened <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. a giant trade. beard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no, listen, well, Harden, he could just sign. They wouldn't have to trade any. If you tell me they drop Harden back in there to be only the point guard, Jalen Green only the shooting guard, and Kevin Porter Jr. only the sixth man, I still don't want it, but I'm listening. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want no part of it. Uh, so, Jabari Parker Jr. still has a 7% usage percentage. Just... exactly uh but it's also it's reasons it's things kevin porter jr did it's reasons why he fell to cleveland and ended up leaving it, cleveland the way he did cleveland, yeah. So, yeah so it's that's on him as well but it is really wild watching paolo and jabari smith and it's like we just don't know uh when these guys are gonna go number one and then he didn't <laughs> and i don't know jabari he just has to wait it out it is with singoon too he gotta wait it out a center that has to figure it out with both of your lead guards are figuring it out. It wonder he get the ball at all, and then Jabari Smith yelling at him. Come on, Sagoon might be the best like playmaker on that team too. Like in terms of just like running, like just run the offense through him, build the whole plane out of Sagoon. No assist. <laughs> and, we, and, and we described him as having like a, a developmental disability. Like we described Sagoon as being <laughs> functionally <laughs> broken before. He's Unwell. The best yeah. Um, yeah. No rebounds. No assists. So that's. Oh no! Excuse me. I'm looking at Eric. Gore. Yeah, why is Eric Gore still on this team, man? <laughs> still? Because they're 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 standing outside of uh, a Walmart banging on a drum. Like we got Gordon here for a first. Gordon for a first here. Yeah. Who? It's transitioned from uh, it went from Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker in a first to uh, we can get a first for Eric Gordon. Yeah, get him out of there. What is this? Uh, the the 2025 Eric Gordon for Miles Turner trade is really gonna set the league on fire. You think John Collins is looped in there three way? <laughs> Wherever each one of these guys, it's going to be the same. Atlanta, Boss Indiana, man. Houston. Yeah. yeah uh, 
Um, it's Sarver still ha somehow has a say. Yeah, it's been very quiet on the boss man front. No posts recently. No all caps from him. Um, guy, wonder what's going on. We getting close to the trade deadline. Like he had to keep keep himself in your mind. Now the trade deadline is close. He's like they they saw my reels. You have to be there. You have to be mysterious. Yeah, you move in silence. That's that's what Bossman ninety nine always. You wanna, says. If you want to act like you want to play basketball, teams don't like that. They want to. They want an aloof player that maybe you have to work for him. Mm hmm. Uh, wait. On the flip side, of this New Orleans. When is Brandon Ingram coming back? I thought it was because soon. I don't know. I, They're just I never like gonna have a healthy team for the rest of the year. It's like as soon as. Zion comes back. I like Ingram's going to get another injury, and they'll just go like flip back and forth. Still finish with like the third seed in the West. Yeah, no, like it's a testament to like how well they're built that still get a double digit win last night. Ingram's been out since like before Thanksgiving. Zion's, I think, three weeks, they said, and they keep trucking, but Ingram's was toe. And that's just like, hmm, uh, is that something that heals this season? Like, do we even know? Because Devontae Grant's playing too many minutes. Ingram seems like a guy I could I could open Twitter one day and it's just like no one's seen Brandon Ingram in three <laughs> weeks. Like we lost Brandon Ingram. And it's truly nothing bad's happened. He's just like forgot to get off the couch somewhere and he's oh yeah, I play for the Pelicans. Like that that wouldn't shock me. <laughs> he's playing basketball just like pick up like in his neighborhood and just like, oh, I forgot. I'm supposed to do this professionally. He's been he's like, been really amazing. Yeah, he's been healthy for two weeks now. <laughs> I got caught up in a good game of pickup. He's like, hey, I'm gonna be playing. We've been playing two weeks straight. Um, great group of guys, by the way. Just like yeah, really, no yeah, shenanigans. Pull it out. Been by their own fouls. Yeah, right. The score was 1466 to 1464. Uh, I can't imagine. Trying to trying to play pickup and both teams keeping count to 15. Is is impossible it's enough? Tons, to ask. Fight, yeah. Ninety six all. Check up. One fifteen. No, no, you all right. Everyone count them up. Everyone yeah, count them right. up. Count up your buckets. Yeah. <laughs> I got thirty six. He's got twenty two. He's got fifty eight. Um, <laughs> now that's a foul. They in the double bonus. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's uh, Willie Green said two days ago that um, he's been on the court more as of late, but is not ready to return to game action yet. But he's been on the court a lot, so. Okay, that was the, the not ready to return. That's you said that was two days ago. Two days ago, yep, yep. Okay, so and again, no real rush. Like again, no rush on him or Zion, but mm -hmm. interesting. So interesting. W Willie won coach of the uh, coach of the week or month uh, the other day. They surprised him with that. He looked very happy. They got a good thing going, man. Like it's, yeah, going. With, like I was thinking about. You remember? I guess it was the off season before with the CJ McCollum slot. They tried to get Kyle Lowry, and he just went to Miami. Thank God. I was like, what if? Ooh, oh my look! If they just had Kyle Lowry now instead of McCollum, like in every single way. It's like, oh man, and not that like the the bottom would fall out, but on these nights where there is no Ingram and is no Zion, this the is where bottom, CJ McCollum is like, yeah, I can score twenty eight. The I don't bottom know if Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry that, yeah. would fall out with that much gumbo, yeah, that much bottom. Uh, <laughs> Imagine him and Zion. <laughs> hey, come on! Throw the, 
the New Orleans Fat Man Club. Like, Just imagine that picture, <laughs> that picture of Zion at the uh, at the drive-through with a uh, Kyle Ryan shotgun. Exactly, uh, steel reinforced benches. <laughs> um... <laughs> hey, come on, man. We don't body shaming is out. That's not what the Fat Man Club does. Yeah, it's no, promoting we... it. It promotes it. <laughs> it's pro Fat Man bodies. Yeah, the New Orleans, the... the New Orleans Fat Man Society must have been a like a an amazing one because they had that like Cajun flavor. I'm just uh, thinking of um, <laughs> uh, that weird like Simpsons episode where they had just a bunch of side uh, like, and Ralph Wiggum gets kidnapped by uh, that big <laughs> big daddy. <laughs> it's just, yeah, twelve guys are like Ed Orgeron. Everyone um... speaks like Benoit Blanc. <laughs> Let me dab myself in this illustrious heat. Yeah, this booyah base. Uh, we only body shame those under 200. Man, I'll, we'll take a break here in a second. I learned people were getting mad at uh, what's her name? Greta Thunberg? Thunberg? Yeah, yeah. They were like, hey man, you dunked on Andrew Tate, but you can't dick shame. I said, I thought you could shame bad people any way you wanted to shame them. I thought I thought that, I thought that was the point. It's if also like it's not a... I'm out a lot of apologies. That's what I know. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> what I got told is you can't you can't um you can't shame bad people in that way because a good person might see it and then they'll be offended by it. A good person with tiny, tiny dick reader. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'll yes. wait. Uh, no. yes, uh, I'll admit I was offended by it, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I understood she was in a personal battle, and I didn't think it was an attack at me, but I caught the stray. Yeah, I, I, I said, ooh, ouch, Greta. It hurts. And I don't, even, I don't have the cars or nothing. Um, just I the said, yeah. yeah, just, <laughs> just my dumb, tiny schmeat. Uh, how did she get my email address? Yeah. She... <laughs> Notifications are jumping off really? the hook lately. She blew up my spot. Uh, so, yes, you can't. you can shame bad people. But not about things that good people might have. Is that correct? I, th- I don't think you can shame bad people. You have to. You have to engage them in debate. You have to. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, change their minds. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Yes, uh... when a random Romanian se- alleged sex trafficker just randomly tweets at you, no, me, a seventeen-year-old climate activist. <laughs> You must engage in good faith response. That's what they want you to do, yeah. man. Good faith. That's, good faith action. Be, uh, she can't even be like, hey, get off the internet, ugly. Uh, uh, there are some nice, <laughs> ugly people. Uh, <laughs> uh. There was one rocket, like, literal NASA rocket scientist who responded, like, listen... You can't say like he's like genuinely was like you. He might as well have just posted like a Favre text to Jen Sturger. Like, look at my tiny hog. That's all he said. He said a lot of different words that didn't imply that, but it might as well have been screaming like, "Listen, as a small penis individual, please don't make fun of us." It's like, what are you, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> this didn't involve you at all, guy. Who yeah. I now know has a tiny hog. Yeah, listen, as someone who has no tiny dicked horse in this race i want to thank you so much for saying that um as someone who was unaffected by the dumb tiny schmeat gang comments uh i was unaffected but i know some who who were um what's the venn diagram of the fat man's club and the tiny schmeat gang 
Hey, hey, hey. We're Perfect circle. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to judge five. them. We're not like going to judge yeah. those men. Again, Jan, you can't like, dick shame good I fat people. I was not people. shaming. Uh, it was a question. I was a mere scientific pursuit. Uh, Jam's mad because he doesn't qualify. 184 jam. That's what he looks. I'm trying to get into. I'm trying to get into the club through the back door. That's what I'm trying to tell you. 184 jam. He's 184 jumbo back there. Block it. Yeah. 184 soaking wet in a trench coat. Maybe. Maybe. Let's take a take a break and maybe me the boys and uh Mandingo Packard come back after this. Uh, is that the clip? Is that going to be the clip for today? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> Dean just takes off his headset forever, man. He just closes his computer for for the last time. Um, Wait, Noah Vonley is traded. Hmm. Oh, Thank really? God. To the Spurs. I thought we were, gonna, thought we were just going to outright wave him. So uh, They traded him for cash, so yes. More or less. That, that's, I'm shocked someone was willing to give up. What is, this is what, the third trade Brad's made with the Spurs? Yeah, Brogdon or not? Uh, Derek White. Who else? Uh, wasn't there one immediately when Brad took over? Oh, it was um Gallinari, right? Yeah. Well, Gallinari got traded to the Spurs, but he got bought out. I yeah, believe. that was a wave. Oh. Um, come on, credential a... media jam. I thought there was a smaller one other players. All I know I is what I'm hearing is that when Greg Popovich retires, Brad Stevens is sent up to take that job over and dust those <laughs> boots off. His wife went to San Antonio State. Oh, well, hey, now the stars have aligned for me, and I'm all in. There's Some a lot of said. fatzos in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Chuck? What do you say? Uh, what do you say, Brad Stevens? Um, okay, let's take five. That entire hour gets cut. Never seen it Watch out. Um, was first trade. Ah, got you. Uh, okay, let's take five. I want to talk some NFL Hall of Fame. We got some NFL Hall of Fame candidates. And snubs. And some snub. I have my ballot filled out before I send it in to Canton, but I need some help from everybody to help me. I, I just need one more name picked. Uh, so let's take five. Thumbs up on the YouTube. Subscribe so you can join us in chat. We'll take five. Come back. Close this thing out. Welcome back. Happy Thursday. Thank you for tapping in. The boys are back. We want to talk some pigskin. We got some Hall of Fame. Is it finalists, semifinalists? There are 19 categories finalists. of finalists. finalists. I, think we, I think we're at the finalists. And oh, 15. And I've seen these guys. Some of them are very good. Uh, I, I think there's legit. Lewis is, sorry. Albert Lewis is the one is like I didn't watch these guys. But I watched the rest of these guys. And there's no set number on how many they take, like or have to take, but I guess the standard is between four and eight. So I have seven and I need help on my eighth. Uh Candace Darrell Revis. Uh let me give you the Candace and I'll tell you my set. Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Devin Hester, Tori Holt. Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Dwight Freeney, Jared Allen, Patrick Willis, Demarcus Ware, Zach Thomas, Darren Woodson, Rondé Barber, Albert Lewis, Willie Anderson. My seven are Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Devin Hester, Patrick Willis, Demarcus Ware, Rondé Barber, Willie Anderson, and I need a receiver. 
I need a receiver. Who's uh Tory Holt? He's very good. Uh it's between he Wayne and Andre Johnson. But before that, did I did I miss anybody? Did I say anybody that is not Hall of did Fame? You say, did you say Zach Thomas? Uh I meant I don't know if I did. I meant to say Zach Thomas. I have him in with Willis. So I would take him out. I don't think Zach I've I've seen enough evidence <laughs> that Zach Thomas actually stunk. There are, there are a lot wow, of really. I haven't seen I'd like to see. I haven't seen this. There's a large contingency of uh football Twitter that's like Zach Thomas was terrible. Really? It's very funny. Yeah, it's he it was just a tackle merchant. I don't know that and those Dolphins teams did stink. They had Jason Taylor and they had Zach Thomas and they were not good. So I kind of believe it. I kind of believe that one of the I don't think Jason Taylor stunk. So well, someone had they both stink oh, yeah. They, they made seven all pros teams uh it made the all decade team. Thomas? Yeah. Well, this is where again the voting. What were they actually watching the games with others, or were they checking the box scores? Makes you think. Uh I was playing on Sundays then, so uh Correct. I will say this, I would have Zach Thomas in, but if you like I think it's the line between he and Pat like I, Patrick Willis is a definite Agreed. yes for me. Agreed. So if you said like you could talk me in or out of Zach Thomas, but Patrick Willis is a is a yes for me. Yeah, I would um, I, I want to go back and watch because there's a couple people who are like adamant. Not like, not like me being like, oh, Kobe actually wasn't that clutch. Like people are like, no, Zach Thomas was fucking awful. <laughs> it's very funny to see. <laughs> it's very funny. I, was, that's, I feel like I've normally heard most of the. I don't think I've ever heard the Zach Thomas actually. I've heard like the overrated. He's been on this bout a couple times. Uh, overrated, yeah. I've heard, but the, he like no, he was replacement level, brother. Um, next think- next time I see a threat, I'm gonna link you. I, I do Please feel do. like he was like a tackle merchant. Like I, I I'm going, that the point. What are we? What? I, you know those linebackers. All they do is uselessly tackle the other team. I, I don't know. Just something about like the way I remember him growing up as a kid. I'm just like I, I, I remembered him as a pussy growing up for some reason. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just that's just how I remember. I was like Zach Thomas. I have no fear hearing that name. <laughs> What'd you say fuck him for? What is <laughs> Dude, I just, for whatever reason, growing up as a kid, I remember the Dolphins would be, I would see a Dolphins game and I'd be like, oh yeah, Zach Thomas, lunch me on that defense. Like, I, I was just Jesus. like, he's not, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Why is these with, uh, I get that. He wasn't getting 100. He was getting like a 200. They yeah, like a bitch. Put- yeah, they said that we, <laughs> like a pussy. 18 tackles a game like a hoe. Uh, He's slow. You can't spell just... hoe without Zach Thomas is what Scoop yeah. said. Uh, Trying to jump on all those men for it. Makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, Zach Thomas. Uh, is what they should call him. Um, okay, well, shit. I have two spots available now, boys. I got, like, I think, I think Joe Thomas is, like, undebatable. Like, uh, he's... Yeah. It feels like a lock. Joe Thomas, the other guy who I I think stunk. Oh come on! He's also he's tarnished his <laughs> he's tarnished his legacy by being like terrible like after his career. But with the, with the Hall of Fame isn't about after your career, you it, know. What did Joe Thomas? I thought he yeah. What did Joe Thomas do? I no I I this isn't from me. This is not from me. I'm just I'm repeating Twitter. 
I saw a I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying Joe Thomas is like, fuck that guy. Don't put him in the hall. So, Coop just didn't like the look Joe of Tom- him during his career. Was Joe Thomas after. actually bad too? Eight first team All Pros actually bad. Uh, I mean, what do you ever win? I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> well, okay. Let's just put all the Cowboys, 49ers, uh, and Steelers in the Hall of Fame. I should have booked. I mean, that's generally it. what it's been. Um, I'm going to have to start bookmarking these things when I see them instead of just repeating them. Yeah, no, I would look. <laughs> if he's mid, I need to know. I have to start arguing names. I have a real ballot. Uh, okay, he's out too. No, um, no, keep him on there. Keep <laughs> him on there. I'll be vindicated. Uh, I'll be vindicated. Was it, Joe Thomas lost weight. Uh, he, he lost. He left the fat man's club. The school said he's not game, man. He's not game. Hey, he's not game. if you you leave the fat man's club, the only way out of the fat man's club is getting jumped out, Joe. So you better be careful. <laughs> hey, one way in, one way out. Yep. Blood in, blood out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I have three spots <laughs> available. No. Uh, Willie Anderson's the one I will argue. I think he. I don't know if he will. I think he should. Based on, it's a case that he's the best right tackle of all time, but he was making first team all pros at a time where only left tackles got those. Like, if you want to talk about where guys really watching trench play or where they just picking like left tackles, and Willie Anderson was the guy they were like, nah, he's mauling people. Uh, and I thought, I, he actually stinks too. Uh, no, but. I just figured it out. So, the people that don't want Joe Thomas in the Hall of Fame are salty Browns fans. So that's what's about what? What did Joe Thomas do? Because decade, his decades long fan. career of service to the Browns. Because he never, they never won anything while he was here. So he was good for nothing. That's what they're it saying. Was it, it was his fault. Literally, was, that's what these tweets are like. Like he never won anything here. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like, I mean, the Browns, the Browns were always just like a better offensive line play away from being Super Bowl contenders every year. <laughs> so they had it all. Um, <laughs> Those stacked teams that just had a quarterback and no left tackle for the Browns. Ghost of Sparta 29 says, wow, I could have swore Fred Taylor made Joe Thomas look like a fool more than once. Okay, okay. What would Fred Taylor be a running back? What is going on? That's a running back against an offensive lineman. What is going on did, here? That did he not juke him in the him. backfield? <laughs> yeah, on the sideline, just wolfing, just wolfing. Um... Okay, I have six spots of it. No, uh, I, Willie Anderson. He faced nine of the top eleven all-time sack leaders, and he allowed one sack to those guys. And it was to Bruce Smith, his rookie year. After that, he was like, "I think I've got this figured out." He also, over his tenure, the first and third all-time leading Bengals rushers were there. He bought for nine eleven hundred yard seasons, and it's like he was just that guy. The case for him would be this: he didn't win like the other guys, and he was a right tackle, not a left tackle. I don't think those are good enough. I would have Willie Anderson in the Hall of Fame. Well, his last name isn't Thomas, so Scoob likes him. Scoob's in on him. <laughs> I'm just uh, floor. Who who else are y'all gonna tell me was actually bad, man? I like Patrick Willis, but do I? What do <laughs> no, I, I don't have a bad word. Patrick Willis is a monster. A Absolute monster. Somebody uh, said it earlier, like Keek, they said Keekley should get in before Zach Thomas. It's like Keekley should get in. Immediately because he's Luke Keekley. Um Agreed. Um, did you say Dwight Franey? I don't have Franey. He's an interesting one because, like, I don't have Jared Allen 
just looking at the pass rushers, like DeMarcus Ware kind of stands above the other pass pass rushers. So he would be the one I would like over Jared Allen, over Freeney. Yeah, those Freeney, are the pass rushers. Freeney, like I haven't I haven't checked the photos or the pressures. Freeney was hell. Yeah, how like, long of a, a a career did Freeney have? Because I remember like those peak Patriots Colts. Like, Freeney he was, was on that a terrifying Super Bowl team. He was he was uh, jumped was off sides still? on the two point conversion. Like he was <laughs> still a menace. Like uh, Dwight Freeney. Like what I what I don't want to have happen, and what had was has already been happening. People are going to remember those Colts teams as only having a quarterback and receivers this defense consistently had really really good players and Dwight Franey was like the teeth of those really really good he was him and Bob Sanders if right and Bob Sanders when he was healthy was defensive player of the year caliber Dwight Franey was just like look at these games played he was always available (laughs) he was consistently I don't remember him on San Diego at fucking all Uh, um, but Defensive ends are like running, like when you get to like the Adrian Peterson point where uh, was it John Abraham is like, yeah, I'm an old guy, but I can get you seven and a half sacks. Take it or leave it. Uh, right. Who was the guy on the other side of the Colts? Like, the, uh, was it Robert Mathis? Yep. Like, yep. yes. Robert Mathis was great. Um, I, I remember I, don't have a, I had a year in fantasy where I was in a league with, you would have defense and I had both Freeney and Mathis and I was just cleaning up that oh, year. Beast, uh, I just like looking at, it's only like the basic stuff, but DeMarcus wears ninth in sacks, Jared Allen's 12th, Freeney's 18th. DeMarcus wears the only one that made an all decade team of those guys. And he's got seven all pros. That's why I gave him the nod. I think Freeney and probably Allen eventually get in. Yeah. But if I had to only pick of the eight, like I would legit, I I think there's like 14 Hall of Famers here at some point. I, but if we only have to pick it. between four and eight because of the rules, then everyone except for Zach Thomas. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like there's argument to put all of these guys in, and then you just tell the people that are mad about someone like buzz off. We put all these guys in; they were all pretty good players, depending oh, how you look. Can you well, pull up? You one pretty good. Can you pull up who got in last year, Scoop? Because yeah. I don't want to talk completely out of turn. Because I know multiple, if not all, of these receivers were eligible last year. And so, yeah. because of how football's been the last 20 years, there's going to be a lot of receivers that are going to get it because they put crazy numbers. And some receivers thought. Like, okay, I, I might not be first ballot. I'll get in. They'll try and spread these out. So there's always, all, each of us will get our day. And they put in Calvin Johnson and no one else last year for the receivers. Listen, they spreading it out. It ain't so y'all can get y'all's day, though. I got some bad news. So Calvin getting in for sure. Definitely should have got in. Tory Holt, I believe, was on the back last year and should have got in. He's been Last. retired more than five years. I, I had to. I feel so. Uh, he should have been in. Andre Johnson, I don't know if he was on it last year, but whenever he's available, should get in. And when you have this glut of receivers and you're at least telling players we're going to roll it out slowly and then you only let in one per year. Yeah. Rolling it out slowly. Yeah, how long are people supposed to? Because more are coming. You know what I mean? More are going to be coming. So I... 
last year was tough only letting in one when multiple were because i mean we talked to isaac bruce before and they let him made him sit forever and he retired with most of the records for receiving um so that's also the danger of waiting it's like oh yeah if all the if justin jefferson in two years is like fifth and yards does uh what reggie wayne did even look impressive anymore no i agree it's like in looking at their numbers reggie wayne's higher than all those guys and like every reggie wayne's top 30 in catches yards and touchdowns and he's top 10 in catches and yards which i didn't did not know he was that high in both of those. I think the case against Re- Reggie Wayne would be he was the number two for a guy, like, a, again, another Hall of Famer, not a knock, and catching passes from a Hall of Famer. Of those three guys, like, watching them, I'm, I'm inclined to say Andre Johnson was the best individual talent and played with the worst circumstances. Right. So right. it's like, I think he's a Hall of Fame player. And then you get Torrey Holt, who kind of was, like, the number one for great offenses with a lot of help around it, and... Ultimately, I think all three of those guys are Hall of Fame receivers, but that's why I said I need y'all to help me pick one because they're not going to put all three in in one case or even two. I don't think. And this is oh. this isn't last year's actually. This is two years ago. Last okay. year's doesn't okay. even have a single wide receiver. I don't. All right, think. yeah, that's even what I better. Thought. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. So that was oh, no, that's his lower role. Cliff Branch, uh, Cliff Branch, but these aren't modern guys to me. Like I don't, say, yeah, I don't recognize was, uh, these names besides yeah, Leonard Butler. I, they made like, T.O. wait. T.O. was like right. second in like everything. And T.O. had to wait because of the people voting didn't like T.O. But once they made, I don't, Moss was first ballot, I believe. I know yeah. T.O. wasn't. Calvin, I believe, was. And unless they're saying like, hey, we want to make first ballot for the one of one guys. Like I love Reggie. Like all those three guys, I think they're Hall of Famers. But if we're saying Calvin and Randy and T.O. should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, thousand percent but last year i know uh someone personally who was up last year that that is it that was a semi-finalist this year that did not make it to the final round probably should have and seeing no no guys get in last year at the position like that's is richard seymour the best player there i'm not even trying to be biased is richard seymour the best player up there brian young was a beast uh, Leroy, he was Leroy Butler. I feel like everyone, the older generation in Wisconsin, worshipped him. I would say Baselli was just like the. I think he played six years, and they're like he was the best left tackle in those six years. And I think it's right. Back or something. But even Baselli yeah. was on the the ballot for years. You know what right. I mean? Like he didn't he didn't retire in 2016. Like right. he had been on the ballot for a long time. Steve Smith's better than Reggie Wayne. He might not have the numbers Reggie Wayne has, but he's. He's hit, I believe, eleven thousand receiving. Say, yeah, can yards. we get the all time? Let's see all time receive uh, yards if we can. Just the all time list. Uh, I, I believe Steve Smith at eleven k, eighty nine touchdowns, which is a, a brilliant way to end your career with your jersey number. And it's just like he also didn't have the best people throwing to him, much like Andre Johnson. So that's right. where it's like, and I believe NFL has him as like the fifth best receiver of the 2000s so it's like if you yeah he's eighth eighth in yards. He, he's a he was two good game shy 15k uh yeah we're looking at i forgot fitzgerald second all time he's definitely not eligible yet 
Tio, but again, at the time, Isaac Isaac Bruce, I think, was top three or four in like everything, and they made him wait. Gonzalez, tight end's interesting. I don't know how they'll have done that. I guess. Then Tim Brown and Steve Smith, number eight all time, fourteen thousand seven hundred thirty one yards, a thousand total receptions, and so what, eighty. 81 touchdowns. touchdowns. He has kick return or he has a return touchdown. 81 too, total. So sorry, 89 total. Yeah, I think it's 89 total touchdowns. I mean, I didn't know he had close to 15K. When you. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't even yeah. a finalist. He's ahead of everyone. <laughs> yeah, where's well, the finalist? We're Torrey Holton. Andre roll. Johnson on this list. Well, at, Wayne is 10. Andre Johnson's 11. Holt is. He's the one. Oh, he's 17. 17. Mm-hmm. Behind who, but it, it gets to guys. I wanted to see like some of the active guys because Julio, I who he's a Hall of Fame caliber player, but he's got 13,000 right now, and we see who has 14,000 and can't get past semifinal. So it's it's an intentionally created backlog. Um, when it feels like last year would have been the, like, hey, no receivers, let's just let all three of these guys in, man. Let's kind of let's kind of get this back on on track because these guys. Are gonna make it. You hope will make it anyway, and it's just with the Franco Harris man. Why delay? That's why delay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and the NFL, like you're saying, they don't have these self-imposed restrictions like baseball does. Like it's not you can only vote for ten. They don't even really vote. And once it gets to the finalists, they they get all the voters in a room. And a guy stands up and basically gives as long or as short of a PowerPoint presentation as they want. Those guys do not know how to use PowerPoint. <laughs> everyone <laughs> says yes or no. So it's like, I remember when Ed Reed's came up, I think it took 20 total seconds. They were just like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, let's not waste our fucking time. Yeah, to hear 20 people say yes. That's how long it took. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Steve Smith not making it. And of course, people are going to say, oh, you do a show with him. Of course, you're standing up for your guy. Yeah, absolutely. But without that absurd portion of my life being true, I watched him fucking play. The numbers speak for themselves. We're looking at him. Yeah. The numbers are there, but I also just watched him play and was like, oh, that guy's a problem. Like, well before I knew, oh, you're going to do a podcast with... Nah, you knew. You knew. Yeah, you (laughs) from a young boy. Like, when you stole the the fish from your cousin, you knew you'd win the contest. (laughs) You're watching Steve Smith. You're like, I'm going to podcast with him someday. A guy I don't do any shows with, Anquan Bolden, should also be here. Look at him, 14th. <laughs> like he was a monster. Dude, I think it took like it took Chris Carter some years. And uh, yeah, scroll, I just want to see like more uh, who else is bolt? Like Julio has 13,000. And again, I think he will get in, but we see the backlog, and Julio's still playing. Man, Calvin retired. He's playing. He's a good, Listen, a lot is more than some can say. Because uh, a couple years ago, I had got some stats. He's, <laughs> Steve Uh-oh. Smith did have the last triple crown before Cooper Cup did it last year. Uh, and 2008, as per Ivan, Steve Smith led the league in catches. <laughs> Carolina threw the ball the least. So it's just like you talk about a ball. true number one, <laughs> uh, one of the more entertaining players. Like this was this was peak wide receiver talking shit, and he was arguably the best at it. And an era where Moss and T.O. and Ocho were all doing it. This guy was just in Carolina balling out of control every week. He had week. great quarterbacks, though, Mick. Like, why is he yeah. said? He had, he had DeLone, <laughs> and then he left for greener pastures. 
non-championship Joe, non-Super Bowl month Joe Flacco. Uh, and we we do have uh, Stephen Ruiz, the guy who writes that those quarterback articles. He's on our side here. He said Steve Smith definitely better than Reggie Wayne. So yeah, like I would again, I I didn't know he had that many yards. It looks that way. Then I also see uh, number twenty four up there, Antonio Brown, a guy that you could have told me would have walked into the Hall of Fame at a certain point. And talent wise, should talent wise. Mm-hmm. Now I have no just because. Once the number stops, it stops pretty. Like Julio had, I bet thirteen thousand of that in the first ten years, and then I don't know what he's had the past three years. Deshaun Jackson hit, I think, ten thousand before thirty, maybe, or like maybe right after thirty. So somebody said like Mike Evans is going to cruise in. I hope so. Again, he just nine straight years with a thousand. Where's Mike Evans? See, yeah, forty-four. So he's got ten thousand again. I think he's headed that way. But we see the backlog, man. Mike Evans has more yards than A.J. Green. That hurts my feelings. <laughs> that hurts my individual feelings. I mean, how does he only have 20 less games than him? Like, that's kind of crazy. A.J.'s, uh, he's had, to, yeah. I was say, Mike, Mike Evans is Mr. Durable and A.J. Green, not exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I, and again, Mike Evans had Tom Brady for a year and a half. It ain't like he's had great quarterbacks for a decade. I did like how Heinz Ward retired at 1,000 catches even. He was like, yep, I'm all set. See you guys later. I was praying they had one overturn, man. <laughs> like, oh, you actually miscounted. Oh, foot was out of bounds. You're at 999, my boy. <laughs> Got to uh, come back for a year if you want to get that. <laughs> like, o- like Ocho's, I was, I was like, he's going to go to New England, get this ring, get a couple more years, and walk into the Hall of Fame. He's at, what, 11? Mm-hmm. Hopkins Hopkins is at eleven. If he gets out of Arizona, like right now, I could see him. Even with the steroid thing, do you think they care about that? I don't think they care, man. What well, he came back balling. That's why I don't think they True. care. True. That's why I don't think they. I don't think anybody. If he came back stinking, uh, oh boy. But he looks good. Um, let me see. Go up. Let me see. Like the twenties and thirties. If we can ask. Irving Fryer. Patriot great legend. name art monk but like brandon brandon marshall a beast i don't think he gets to the hall of fame just with what we've seen and he's at twelve thousand, over twelve thousand yards heinz got in irvin having eleven thousand when troy aikman was throwing for 2800 a year it, and what's also troy aikman is very remarkable calvin doing his numbers in what <laughs> nine years <laughs> Uh, Musim Muhammad was a beast. That's a name. That's yeah. I didn't know Musim Muhammad had eleven thousand. Man, Panthers were just thought, putting numbers on the yeah. board back then. Panthers and then the Bears. Like I don't know. I don't know how he, he, he might be the best wide receiver of all time. My, where's Dwayne Bow? He was. I was like, this guy hasn't had a good quarterback <laughs> since high school. Maybe. Like maybe he's just the best of all time. Like Roddy White. Roddy White, ten k. Like Falcons Hall Crazy. of Famer. And I don't think like he. How many leagues away is he if it took Isaac Bruce that long and Steve Smith and Keenan McCarty all that long? Yeah. Keyshawn. Musa When men were men. Everybody has a thousand yard seasons every year now. You sprinkle them in like Musa Muhammad. Y'all did forget about Steve Berline. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about him in years, man. Joey Galloway. <laughs> he was a legend. 
Patriots legend, Joey Galloway. Yeah, there's so many people who came to the Patriots and just immediately quit. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is how uh, Belichick does his scouting. He's like, who's uh, get me Don Maynard's number? Yeah, and then Brady would just be like, immediately no. He doesn't do exactly what I want him to do off the team. <laughs> Man, can we? See, do they have yards per game? see oh that's that's another one i think steve smith has the highest yards per game in playoff history like average probably so uh i want is no it's like yards uh, per cat uh do can i football reference might have it so if you google i just want to see who has most of you because it was julio for a while and i just feel like it has to be jefferson now or jamar chase now like i feel like it has to be a new guy who'd you say cup well, I, I feel like he had a slower start. Like Jefferson just kind of hit it, the ground sure. running. Uh, yeah, let's see receiving yards per game. I think that's it. Here, yep, we, yeah, Jefferson, <laughs> a smooth ten over the leader. <laughs> what year is Justin Jefferson getting in the Hall of Fame? Two years from now? I'd put him in now, man. I'm not yeah. kidding. We've we've seen it off. Hey, hey, I bet you got to put Jair in too, because I mean, what happened last <laughs> week, boys? What happened last week? What happened? Kirk Cousins happened. Uh, okay. Hey, who? That's my cousin. <laughs> it's you. Um, Julio's still number. It's like Julio played a couple games and it brought the average down, and he's still number two all time yards per game, about eighty eight. Calvin eighty six. Antonio Brown eighty four. Michael Thomas. Another guy that had a like offensive player of the year type run, and I just don't know. He's gonna be back. I can feel it. I, I, he's he's gonna have a couple more good years in him. I could feel it. At least one or two. Are they gonna be for the Saints? I don't know about that though. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's one of those guys saint for life, but depends what they get for quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, is he going to be Jameis Andy Dalton for life? Right, uh, right, right. It was good eating with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. He could be on that DeAndre Hopkins type plan, you know? Mm. Let's see, yeah, Cup 6 here, Hopkins 7, Tyreek Hill 78, Torrey Holt top 10, Odell Beckham top 10, tied with someone, uh, Mike Evans, Jerry Rice, Lance Allworth. And I feel like A.J. Brown is 74 and a half every single game. I don't think he definitely has more. I don't think I've ever seen him have less than 74 and a half. <laughs> Five for 74 and a half every game. I think his prop on underdog is 74 and a half every single game also. Without question. <laughs> every single time. Uh, Diggs at 74. But see, yeah, now you get into like Andre Johnson, 73 and a half at the time and the era he was playing in with the quarterbacks he had. We need the era uh, pace adjusted he was really getting like 94 a game yeah uh waddle could run up crazy numbers sterling sharp was a beast keenan allen there's a guy i i saw trying to make a case for a receiver and i'm curious non-patriot fans thoughts because i really don't know i can see both sides of it (laughs) moss is in yes (laughs) Wes Welker was a monster for about seven years. It's it's seven, and I can try and pull up the actual stats or a yeah, scoop because I know what he did. He had a run, yeah. What he did his first three years was like record setting in terms of that. 
that 112, 111, 123 is the most receptions over a three-year stretch. It may have been beaten since, but that stretch, I know at the time, broke Jerry Rice's uh, first three years. So it's like between that and then he went to Peyton, where he wasn't as dominant, but he was still a weapon, especially a red zone weapon, which was weird. But yeah, that from that 07 to 12, he was one of the best receivers in the league and kind of changed the position. I would say he was yeah, one of like the I don't know, name slot guy. I not Hall of Fame, but great run. Like a guy to be named when we talk about great run guys. Cause he like the slow start with Miami and it fell off quick like concussions it ha- like it happens um right i don't want to hold that against him because he had a sustained run but yeah that yeah basically when he got to new england um you know it's right. crazy <laughs> the amount of yeah, con- it was a great six-year run but i i can't go hall of fame for that but no i agree both sides of it like he was yeah I, yeah uncoverable like in a way that no one had seen an uncoverable receiver before and like just so dependable, not like no crazy touchdowns, 50. I would have guessed lower if someone told me 50 um, and just knocking on 10 K. I do feel like 10 K is kind of like the floor to get in. And he didn't even hit that floor, but he was also I mean, what was this, 20, 26 when he kind was, of started, like when, when people actually threw him the ball, the anti Andrew Jones. Uh, but I think we, <laughs> I don't even think 10 K is the floor anymore. Like the, the floor might be like 12 right. K. Like just the listen, with the way it's fourteen, not even getting you as a finalist. <laughs> Gets you a sniff. Um, I think what was yeah, craziest about him is how many concussions he had in his career, and look how many games he missed—like barely any. Like that's uh, crazy. I remember him like completely tearing his ACL. Was that like in the last game of the season or something? Because I'm not seeing. Didn't he like the very the Houston? The Houston turf that. just like completely. It was like an ugly injury, but I'm not seeing anything. It must have been that 800 yard season. I'm guessing that was either the <laughs> the first, the post ACL tear or the pre, because he's just 100, 100, 100, 123, 86, 122, 118, back to business. It had uh, to have been that year. Absolutely had to have been. Otherwise, uh, yeah, he under 10 yards was, for catch. Nah, he was that boy was officially bunk. Because that was peak bernard pollard ruining patriot season era like 08 <laughs> is when he took out brady and then i believe 10 he was in houston I, it was to the point where i was like just fucking sign this guy and don't play him because it's don't let him practice don't just pay him, on pay ice, him and keep at home yeah like we cannot have this man near our team people are saying welker versus Ed- I, overall welker I, edelman he's just got the postseason right that's exactly stuff. What it is. so that's the it, yeah if if you could give Brady like a true serum, I don't know that he'd say Edelman. Like if you if what's the question? Like if you could play with one of these guys for like ten years, which yeah, one do you choose? It would have to be Welker. Do you think he Brady was a better choose Gronk or Moss? That's interesting. That, that's a good like for a whole career because he got what, what was it two total years of Moss? three. Two with Moss because that yeah. middle year was again he got hurt game one. Oh uh, yeah, Pollard. Uh, yeah, so. dude. That's that's a good question. I I would say Moss, but I mean Gronk's a Gronk. Like you, you, I'd say Moss just because it's like no, we. What if we just did twenty three touchdowns every year, man? Would you like that, Randy? Yeah. Uh, 
Freddie's like David Gibbons. Next question. I don't <laughs> right. know. Troy Brown. Um, Troy Brown's the real solution. You also make him play defensive back. Yeah, that's a tough one, Jim. I don't know. I see pros for both of them. Because like Moss is like okay, you can throw it deep down the sideline, just whatever. But like Gronk is the ultimate like red zone threat, over the middle threat, like security blanket. Just like I don't know, just fucking. I guess both guys, you can just throw it up and get it. But I just feel like Gronk's more red zone across the middle type guy. I think the real answer would be Brady's like, I'll take $2 million and we'll, we'll, we'll have them both. Uh, give us prime Gronk and Ma. Um, you can pay mine under this. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, Brady core. Yeah. Uh, that is a – man, Tom Brady – is it system quarterback, man? Is, guys only is had bro- stacked weapons, school. Mike Evans. He's uh, all, only well, ever I'm thinking about weapons. it now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, when I'm thinking about it now, because at a point this would have been preposterous, but Brady's career wide receiver pass catcher room versus Peyton's, I think Brady passed him once he got to Tampa Bay. Now we're saying like when you played with them, or just like on the like on the whole, like Peyton played with Welker, but he played with late well, Welker. Pe- you know what I'm saying? Brady well, he- got the good stuff. He played. He played with. He got one good. They got the ten touchdown season out of Welker that year. He broke the uh, the touchdown record. So it's not mm-hmm. like he Austin Collie. <laughs> Austin Collie's not on the list. He's not, uh, not in the room. There, there were multiple. Uh, there were multiple people uh, eating all their solids through straws that Peyton played with. That's true. Um, yeah, pay- Peyton but it's like wide Peyton- receivers killed like no one's business. <laughs> no one else. Listen, Peyton. At the t- no, go ahead. I, I feel like Peyton had them kind of all simultaneously. You know what I mean? Like he had mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, uh, uh, Dallas, Dallas Clark. Clark. Yeah. Dallas Clark. Demarius uh, Thomas. James. Like he had the uh, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Wes Welker. Julius uh, Thomas. The, yeah. Julius Thomas, like monster. Like he had them simultaneously. Brady. It's like, all right, you get Moss and we'll see what this Welker guy's got. You got Gronk and we'll see what this Edelman guy's got. <laughs> Two and a possible. Like it was never. And then he got to, to, Tampa, and it's like we already have Godwin and Evans. You're welcome. So that, but over the totality of his career, I think that might pass what Peyton had over the totality of his career. Are you including running backs, or you say just pass catchers? Because I was gonna say you had a running back. This is Peyton in a wash, buddy. Um, Would you say Jan? I just think you guys are not not you're erasing Shane Vereen and his impact on Brady's career. Listen, James White erasing record. Shane Vereen set the record for most receptions in a Super Bowl, and then Edelman broke it, and then White scored the most points. So it's like, I don't know that, like, Edwin James, of course, is better. I hate to hear you slander. I hate to hear you slander Corey Dillon like this so late in the show. Um, Listen, man, I I love CD as much as anybody, but he wasn't better than Marshall Falk, and he was not better than Edwin James. I got to call him like I see him. How long did Peyton have Marshall Fox? Like a year? I think it was maybe one, maybe two, and they were year. like, "We got to get out of here." <laughs> yeah, because he was like, like ninety nine was greatest show on turf, right? And like Peyton was drafted ninety seven. Twenty eight interceptions. That I, I would have traded him. That's just me. Um, <laughs> they did win thirteen games a year or two, and this was almost Ryan Leaf. People forget it was almost Ryan Leaf. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see that 98 team, please, for the Colts. Because I'm trying to, I just want to see when Marshall Falk left. It was year, did he get one year of Marshall or two? I think he only got one. 
Yeah, 99, Edron James was already there. I think they traded the pick and then picked Edron James, which I get not it. A, not a bad rollover. <laughs> you know? I, I get it. I love Marshall, but I, I get it. Um, and I mean, to this day, they still got Edron James, and now they got guitars and bands to go along with them. Pay so. <laughs> Manning got to do it for Ursay, man. Give me that. that. That's the deciding factor. Who was the the running back that they got? I think out of LSU to replace Edger and James. Joseph Adai. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP. Fucking thorn in my side. (laughs) There was something about Edger and James where Belichick, I don't know, respected him or something. He was like, we have to have a game plan for him. Adai scored every fucking game against us. It was infuriating. Genuinely infuriating. They ran Edge into Adai. Like they were really like, yeah, no, we'll we'll take a first round running back. We're going to run you into the ground if we can, and then it's sayonara. Um, won a Super Bowl. Did he? I think he won the Super Bowl MVP, right? Or did they give the, they gave it to Peyton? No chance they yeah. gave it to anyone. I'll just say now. He definitely ran for like 187 yards, and Peyton was 9 for 36, and it was like Peyton Manning. Uh, he whooped those bears. But, nah, Dye was, was that deal. Manning threw more interceptions than touchdowns that Super Bowl. The whole playoffs and Super Bowl, he had more MVP. interceptions than touchdowns literally a worse playoff run than trent dilfer had with the ravens in 2000 donald brown forgot about i think that's kind of where it started to god damn it Donald. that's where they you whiff once on it and peyton's out uh which is there some chris beard new uh yeah it's looking someone in chat saying there's news let's look and i'm wondering is this performance based because i I thought he was back on the sidelines after he got arrested but I could be wrong. Um, here we go from John Rothstein. This is eight minutes ago, I think it was. Yeah, one thirty-eight. Texas has parted ways with Chris Beard. Um, and I saw the word weird f- wording. Well, I, uh, I saw "fired" being used by other yeah, people. I'm, so, I'm seeing "fired" yeah, uh, here. Yeah, I'm seeing "fired" from other people. Rothstein is the uh he's the, the Chris beard plant yeah uh, <laughs> yeah 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 so i am like did they is this for performance is this for the arrest is this I'm, just all the above probably for the yet? probably for the arrest because uh, they were like three and oh when he was gone so i mean that's the performance then they would have fired oh. him after the after i feel like if it was the arrest they would have but either way he's gone so it seems like they needed like the evidence to come out and like the evidence came out, and they're like, "Oh, we have cause enough to do this and not have to pay him." Um, yeah, it was a fire with cause. That feels like the parted ways. Um, right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sayonara. Uh, I don't know who gets that job now, but it's gonna be a decent one. I hear John Calipari's interested. Uh, I, 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 has a house in Austin. I've been watching Kentucky what? games. I mean, Cal. Why? <laughs> You you did this to me. This is your fault. This is your fault. I'm sorry. Your blue fault. pill. It's all the blue. It's all the blue you wear. I see the blue on the TV. I'm like, I recognize that. <laughs> that seat, that seat. You know what's not blue? That seat, because that seat's red hot. I can tell. It's, it's the least comfortable I've ever felt in a lifetime contract. It's like, nah, man. He's, uh... Bryce Hopkins had another great game. They knocked off number four UConn. It's like Bryce Hopkins has entered conversation for conference player of the year. I said it, it was so awesome watching him just sit on our bench last year and do diddly. He's a like you not get a chance to do diddly. Uh, what'd you say, Cole? He's got an unbelievable sit. People don't talk about it. Yeah, I got to see plenty of it. Um, 
Shaden's cooking in the NBA. That's great. Loved his year here. Um, Was that all Cal's fault? I didn't follow that close enough. It depends on which side of Kentucky you ask. <laughs> um, what about Eastern Kentucky? Cal's fault. Uh, what, there's the side that he got duped, right? There, I mean, the Cal side is that this is a five-star kid. That, yeah, the five-star kid that wanted to play here. He would have had to sit out at first, but we've had that happen before. Hamadou did that, came on, uh, and that's Freedom <coughs> did that, say, came yeah. on first rounder. Um, <coughs> I guess, man. Um, so it's like, yeah, five-star talent wants to come, maybe sit the first semester, then play the rest. Yes, come on. There's a flip side that says they only ever use Cal. Like, they knew he was never going to play. They knew he was never going to be eligible to play, which got cleared up, but he still didn't play. And at a certain point, it felt like we can't it, – it wouldn't be fair to throw Shaden Sharp into conference play and be like, save us when you haven't played all year. So I legitimately don't think he got duped. I think Shaden Sharp got there. His stock kept rising to a point where it was like he can't play. Him playing would only make the stock – he got up to like five without right. ever playing. Why would we, we play him? So I don't think he got duped there, but that's Texas's problem. As I'm hearing Cal's accepted that job. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Jay Wright, Coach Jay Wright, uh Billy Donovan once he's cooked with the Bulls. Uh, Kentucky. We got a first rounder to spare. Um Did you guys see what happened at that other college basketball game last night? I think it was Texas AM. They forgot the jerseys, so they couldn't start the game, had to take a technical file. <laughs> that yeah. happens too frequently. Jersey jerseys don't show up as often as they should. You well, they got a bunch a of uniform like nineteen-year-old kids who are like the man who are in charge of all that. Of course, they're gonna make it like, oh, zoinks! Oh, it happens professionally. There was an NBA <laughs> game recently. Yeah, you got a bunch of nineteen-year-old kids. They showed up to the wrong ones, right? Uh, it's like, oops, we brought the home ones. Uh, looks like you guys are also wearing the home ones at home. Interesting. I, I love when it's somehow one guy has the wrong jersey. And he's like looking around, like, why am I different? What's going on here? Oh man, but no, Jay Wright will love. He, he called a game, whatever game over the break was at Kentucky, and he was like, "Man, I remember like the first championship I saw as an assistant coach was in this building." I've always loved Rupp, and I was like, "Yeah, you do, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do." Um, but if not Jay Wright, if Dawn Staley, if she wants a real a real challenge, a real challenge, she's built up south. They're gonna win another title. That's so boring. Come to Kentucky and help us, please, Don Staley. Um, any one of those three. And um, Cal going to love Austin, man. He looked good in that burnt orange. Not a problem. What else football happened? How much time we got left? We got a couple minutes. Wait, did we pick up? Who's the best receiver of these guys? What's left? Dre Johnson, just, just, just decidedly. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be Andre Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he had who, the the car. Did he have the car brother throwing to him, or was that Matt Schaub? Was his go-to worse? Worse. <laughs> oh, Matt Schaub. Wow. Okay. He had like whatever good years of Matt Schaub there were, were Andre Johnson years. I, that should be the Hall of Fame. K. Don't. Hey, I had a lot of catches and yards. You know that. Show the quarterbacks that played before me and after me what they did with me and without me. And we'll determine it. Uh, 
Yeah, because Young Scoob was definitely getting tricked into thinking Matt Schaub was an all right quarterback because of Andre Johnson. You thought Zach Thomas was good too, Scoob. You didn't know any better. You were young. You were a dumb, dumb boy. A dumb, dumb, dumb boy. Oh, the dumbest. The dumbest. I'm still floored by this Zach Thomas news. He's stunk, and I had no idea. None the wiser. <laughs> Dude, I I hated him growing up. Anytime I I just had I just didn't like the Dolphins growing up. I don't know what it was. It was just, I see the Dolphins on the team. I'm like, fuck those guys. Not a Marino guy. Uh, Bobby says the last good receiver from the U. Maybe so, but I, if I'm not mistaken, Reggie Wayne led into Andre Johnson, and then Andre Johnson and Devin Hester were also there at the same time. So uh, Brian Hartline is Ohio State's wide receivers coach right now. He might have been Miami's wide receiver coach back then as a child, uh, getting that kind of talent. He was and... in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we can't verify. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, Andre Johnson yeah. did he 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 did beat up Cortland. Was it Cortland Finnegan on the? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Whooped him real good. Yeah. Um, I think that that might have been the moment when I like became like an adult. I was like watching that, and I was like. That was your bar mitzvah? on Scoob's chest. Yeah, voice deepened. Yeah, uh, I was like, wow, this is, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I didn't know you could uh, do that to someone. Savage <laughs> beating. <laughs> what's Reggie Wayne's, what's the, the Reggie Wayne moment? What's the Tory Holt moment? The Andre Johnson moment is him uh, beating the brakes off Cortland Finnegan. That should be the that should be his Hall of Fame bus. Him like that holding this <laughs> holding the statue up, uh, or holding the helmet up. Just giving Ripping him one hat out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's have some fun with the Hall of Fame, man. Um, and they had Shockey and Winslow, and the running back room was what Portis Gore and McGahey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, was Andre Johnson part of the seventh floor crew? No, that that was well before Andre had to have been. I don't know, man. He that was oh, I'm confusing. No, I'm confusing Shockey with the other big white tight Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg Olson. Olson. Yeah, that's a G Ray with the third leg. Um, good lord, what a crew Miami used to just put out there. And I think now it's just going to be the Ohio State. We just look up and all these Ohio State receivers are going to be that. There was a five. I can't remember his name. He was like, yeah, I had better offers, but he's like, Ohio State is making like dogs, putting dogs into the league. That's what I'm trying to be. So, mm, I can't believe it. Was it Jack? I can't believe Jam knew old third leg uh, G Ray. Is that story permeated everywhere? He knows the song. NFL Probably Packer? You didn't think he knew that? Hey, I knew about the NFL up until like 2016. <sighs> then what happened? Eh, I grew tired of it. They don't let Damn you. Kaepernick. They don't let lawyers watch the NFL. It's against the rules, actually. <laughs> They just try to argue every call, man. It's uh, Jam's Jam's not against the morality of why Kaepernick was kneeling. He just has an aversion to people taking a knee. Like he not the, he doesn't care about the morality behind. It. He's just like not here, not like this. Or Jam really was one of those people. If they're gonna let that boy take that knee, I'll never watch again. That's why Jam really don't watch football. <laughs> it was Jam there in the Oakleys on that. Uh, he on held out. Saw Jerry Jones take the double knee, and then he said, "My gods have been crumbled in front of me." Hey, he fainted, fainted on the scene. Um, what I've done to, to earn this <laughs> reputation on this program, other than mentioning the former name of the Cleveland Baseball Club, but this is this has gone too far. 
Yeah, the, the power went out in the stadium. That was Jam trying to stop Colin Kaepernick from winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> and pu- pulling the plugs apart. Uh... <laughs> Jam said, even a Harbaugh brother will win. Um... <laughs> he hadn't denied these allegations either because he know he'd be lying, and that's perjury. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nothing to defend yourself. Stand them now. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? Wait, do we have a game tonight? Who playing tonight? It is Thursday. Oh, yeah, good question. Oh, what an awful product are they? NFL running out on a Thursday. I was say, I, the Mavericks. Was DeMar, the I haven't thought about this. Demar Hamlin. Uh, I was going to say that he, there are updates there that we didn't touch. No, on. very true. Yeah, promising updates. Uh, yeah, do you have that school? Uh, yeah, there's no game tonight. The next game is Saturday. Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, and Jaguars. Oh, because it's all week 18. They like wanted to make sure that's all like happens at the same time. There's no shenanigans. Got uh, did they also they made a ruling on Buffalo Bills Bengals, didn't they? Or I guess I saw something leaning toward that way. They're not. They're was. not gonna replay it, and they're just trying to figure out how to how to deal with that moving forward. So they might do I a think- coin flip. <laughs> That would be. T- I think I, the one I saw was they'll just do win percentage, which would make more sense than a coin. Please don't don't give me a coin flip, man. I demand. Oh, a you coin mean flip. use the uh, metric they use for to determine standings uh, in all other contexts? That seems right. And who gets the ball first? It's twenty twenty three. I. That's how we decide who gets the ball flip. first. Josh Allen stinks. If there's one flaw that man has, it's coin flips. Quick draw decision making. <laughs> uh, they do a round of rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Best out of seven. And yeah, they're, well, they're also really talking about eight teams, no buys for the playoffs. PFT was saying that. So Very cool. Uh, the guy or the website? Uh, I think the website. The web, maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe both. We'll just spell correctly. We'll know who said it. Um, <laughs> A-T-E. <laughs> uh, no, but some le- legit good news. Um, it says, DeMar Hamlin opened his eyes last night and is responsive. Uh, truly incredible. One thing that's very clear from speaking to those close to him, they are endlessly appreciative of the medical care given to Hamlin on the field immediately, then over the last 72 hours. So, seems like some good news, which at this point, of course, any good news, but especially still this close. That was still just what two, three nights ago. Yeah, feels like forever to us. Like I can't imagine what, how long it's felt to him, his family, those around him. So, some good news, encouraging news there. I, I'm glad it's not a Thursday night game. Like imagine us just having to watch. Rate like it'd be a game that was supposed to matter but wouldn't matter, and it would just stink, and nobody would want to watch it. So, uh, for good. someone I. For someone I tear down mercilessly, uh, it looks like Josh McDaniels did a good thing, and I'm sure other coaches did similar things. This was just the only story I saw. He, before practice Tuesday or yesterday, he had the whole team sit down and doctors come in and talk to the whole team about mm. what happened, How not even necessarily how it could be avoided, but like how just basically describing what happened from a medical sense to address it not have it just like looming over the team. And Devontae Adams was like, yeah, I was wondering what was going to happen when we came in today. Were we just going to be business as normal? And I really appreciated that Josh took the time to address it in the way that he did. So shout out him, a person I typically hate, did a good thing. No, so yeah, because like we could get back to business, but it's like you guys have questions. Let's ask an expert. Um, 
what uh, what do we have here, school? Before we get out of here, um, what? I'm just trying to get uh trying to read it all. A lot of quote tweets here. Um, it says Timothy Pritz of UC Health under Mar Hamlin. He's made substantial improvement. It appears his neurological condition and function is intact. We are very proud to report that this marks a really good turning point in his ongoing care. Um, they're communicating with him in writing because he still has a breathing tube. Um, but it says the best outcome would be he was before he wait. The best outcome would be who he was before this happened. So, agree. I think the brain, the brain stuff is like the best news. Is that like? I was just reading up on this, like that it can like seriously cut down like brain and motor function. And so mm -hmm. like the fact that they're that recovery is there, I think is like the best sign. Yeah. And nine minutes of CPR from everything I've read is extremely right. they usually tap out around like five because mm -hmm. it's tipped like the chance just plummets of like survival at that point. Yeah. Also I... something that was pointed out to me is like it might take five minutes like on a normal person. They had to get like helmet pads, all that. That's included in the nine, but you you can't just rip it off. So, what the, were you saying, Scoop? I I did see that they they were directly crediting someone on the Bills staff. I forgot the name, but it was like an as associate or an assistant uh, health coordinator or something. They said like he was on top of the ball so quickly, like got the got someone to get the shock paddles within three minutes. Was doing CPR immediately. Mm -hmm. So shout out to that guy. Shout out to that yeah, guy. Yeah, because. Every Definitely. second in a moment like that matters. It's an eternity yeah. every second. So someone being quick on the ball and and quarterbacking that situation mm -hmm. is he deserves all the credit. And so do all the doctors in Cincinnati. Yeah, yes, Absolutely. yeah. Danny Kellington, that was his name. Danny Kellington. So shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to Danny crushing it. Mm -hmm. uh, now some good news from Demar. Hoping for more. Hoping for like this is good news for now, but the first step in what will be many um we hope to have more great reports like this mm -hmm. um, what's his charity at now last i saw it was over four um it's past amazon it's the highest grossing <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a billionaire he'll never need another snap of football uh, it looks like they've started an actual foundation now instead of the gofundme so i'll put that in the youtube chat for the people good deal uh, yeah, see, chasing M's foundation, chasing M's foundation dot com. Um, mm -hmm. If the people feel so inclined to to check it out, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is one thing I felt nervous about in real time. Like it was verified his right uh, GoFundMe, but that right. really could have been a disaster. I'm glad it wasn't, but something like that, especially right. with the quickness and people, like it's not even preying on on people's good like a mistake like that could happen and it just all of a sudden it's like oh 1.5 million donated to some random person mm -hmm. right yeah, it's some enterprising uh part yeah Addy says over seven okay. so still booming um and yeah now chasing m's foundation is up as well so that will uh that will do it for us today we're thankful to to chat to yc to Jam Packard, who showed up without body and then also in body. I will uh, not be celebrating anything tomorrow. I want to make it very clear. <laughs> tomorrow is just a normal day for me. Jam Packard, but I can't make it. I'll be in D.C. Um, like I'll be taking the Gordon Hayward hires. Uh, no questions. <laughs> it's a lock. Um, no, we, we thank you to uh, 
January 6th, Jan no, uh, to Jam <laughs> January <practice>. Jam. <laughs> January 6th. Um, <laughs> make that his name tomorrow, school. To the McMahon. <laughs> to school right for pushing our buttons. Uh, walked there, right into that one. Like I walked into the Capitol two years ago. I mean, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what the date was until you brought up tomorrow. And that <laughs> wasn't even thinking about it for real. I know who was though. So I'll be here tomorrow. We'll see who uh we hope you all will join us. We hope you'll make some time for us, Packard, if you're not busy. Anything. So thumbs up on the YouTube, subscribe in the chat. We'll catch everybody tomorrow.